figured it out it showed up man I'm really glad glad that my firework didn't happen at oh that would have been really time. awkward <laughs> the time of the clap yeah. could you imagine that is there a reason well, not, not at the same time is there a reason there's like, fireworks going on over there it's uh we'll it's it. almost government explosion day sound ominous don't you know about Bonfire uh, Night V for Vendetta oh oh uh, the like uh yeah. remember remember the 5th of November is that yeah Yes. Yeah. Ah. So like they like that's like a celebrated thing. Kind of. Not I don't know. Sort of. It's it, it's not like. <laughs> Whoa! We just like do some fireworks. We have a bonfire. We throw a man on it. Yeah, throw a man on the fire. Eat uh, caramel apple, man. toffee apples. Ooh! Um, I like that. Usually, like when my family used to do like bonfire night stuff, we'd have um, like at least a fireworks disaster per year. <laughs> so it'd be like, you know, the, I don't know if you've got them in America, they're called Catherine wheels here. They're like round fireworks like fire- that you nail yeah. to like a fence or whatever. Mm, yeah, yeah, And it yeah. like spins. Um, we've had multiples of those fly off the wall and chase yes. people and Roman fireworks. candles falling over and yes. one year we had two drunk men who decided we'll tape two rockets together that'll be really cool and only had the chance to light one of them um before one of them took off and it skimmed over the fence and hit someone's back door and two fireworks went off (laughs) hell yeah i mean we we obviously had catherine wheels i feel like catherine wheels are not actually designed to remain attached (laughs) to anything but um the last time we did like actual fireworks rather than the little patio stuff which is like the um we had a rocket and a gust of wind happened just as it was about to launch so it just went straight down the garden towards the uh, the fish pond oh gosh and just exploded at the end of the garden and then we decided we're not going to have those fireworks anymore more yeah. fair so we it's like half of july apart from yeah. we sort of celebrate uh, some guy <laughs> that who tried work. to blow up parliament. <laughs> yeah, um, it, <laughs> the more I th- every year I think about how it doesn't make sense as a, as a thing. It's I like, assume hey, we're like celebrating we the fact that he didn't blow up parliament by blowing stuff up. Yeah, cuz we throw, you know, a guy on on the bonfire. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. serious about the guy in the bonfire? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just a couple of pillowcases full of leaves made to look it's like a It's an effigy, dude. it's not a real person. Yeah. <laughs> um, Although they haven't done that for a while, anywhere I've seen. No, Penny for the guy is not a thing anymore. Basically, people would make the effigy, put it in a wheelbarrow, and go around the streets, be like, Penny for the guy, and you'd give some money. It's a weird holiday. It is. It's my like favourite of the year, but it's weird. Epcot celebrated it one year. That yeah. year we went, 2013. Yeah, because we went on the 5th of November. Um, yeah. and because in, I wanted in... to see some fireworks, because I wasn't in the UK, and where else was I going to see fireworks but at Disney, so... <laughs> and um, the Britain section, or the England section, had, like, a massive mural on the floor in Chalk, and be like, hey, it's the 5th of November, come and celebrate with us at 7pm. I think I actually have had, a like, photo little... of that somewhere. It's pretty cool. Um... And unexpected. Are we starting the episode off by talking about Bonfire Night to maybe contextualise the uh, explosions that are probably going to mm. be going on for a while? 
Warning. I feel like we do we do regularly. <laughs> like every every time that it must if it wasn't New Year's or bonfire, it might have been a previous bonfire. It was New Year's or December. Basically, any time from the fifth of October through till the end of January, I just have fireworks. I don't know about you. Fireworks and motorcycles. Yeah, I've got the motorbikes. <laughs> all of the are they around. powered by fireworks? <laughs> it's like a, a Duke Kaboom <laughs> type stunt guy. Fireworks coming off. Duke. Is that a real person? Duke Kaboom. Have you not seen Toy Story Four? No. Oh, yeah, Duke I know. Kaboom is Keanu Reeves' guy. Oh, yeah, I'm like so behind Canadian on movies. Uh, it's a bummer. I might try and see Joker next week. If I want to see Joker. Theaters. I want to see Joker. Why don't we go see it together, Bill? Let's go. <laughs> Let's go see Joker, dude. <laughs> Are you coming to me or am I going to you? Uh, I'll come over. Okay, we'll, cool. We'll meet I'll up. see you next week. Go see Joker. <laughs> Um, I feel so left out. I mean, do you want to see the Joker? No. Do, <laughs> well then, <laughs> and we can we, we can go in our seat. walrus car, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! It was a weird dream. Well, see, that wasn't a dream. <laughs> if you go in a walrus, I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> walrus car. What it what it looked like. Like was it a walrus that we were driving, or was it like a cartoon, like, like a, a dodgem type thing? That this is what I'm is this going to be in the episode? Because I feel like I should contextualize this. No, no I mean probably not. With no okay. context. No context. Okay. This is what I imagine it looked like. Uh, it's not a walrus, but I imagine this style from the movie Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really hard to explain because I don't think it was actually a walrus. It was like a weird dream. A dream version of a walrus. <laughs> yeah. That you were like, kind of like I don't a... know what that is, but I think it's a walrus. Yeah, a walrus is the closest is I could describe it. Okay. Um, but, I don't know. You got in this walrus <laughs> car and drove off and then people started like beating my house up because they were <laughs> mad that they you also... stole their idea for the walrus car or something. I don't know. Walrus car is trademark of the that's, podcast. That's like... Symbolic for something that's going to happen with Permadep. Like, I, let me just dream dictionary. <laughs> dream dictionary. Yeah. Walrus. <clears throat> now, if you have that dream recurring, uh, then it's like your, right? your brain's trying to tell you yeah. something. Yeah. Like I have the dream where I'm in college and I missed like six months of classes, and then I'm going to class and I haven't been to one, and I'm freaking out because there's a test. I have that dream regularly, and then I googled it. And then I found out my dad has that dream, my cousin has that dream, and millions of people also have that dream all mm-hmm. the time. It just means you're stressed. Um, yeah. It's just a, a standard stress Wait, what, dream. What, what, yeah. was the, what was the dream? Um, that you um, haven't been to a college course in like six months, and you realize you that you have a test for it, and you're in class for the first time in months, and you're freaking oh. out. Uh, uh, yeah. That just yeah. sounds like my university experience to me. <laughs> Uh, the walrus is associated with wisdom, belligerence, humor, and awkward feelings or self-awareness. If you dream of a walrus, it indicates that you are protecting something or someone, and that you are the dominant member of a partnership or leader in a situation. So I'm I mean, the leader of Permadeath, according to my dream. Yeah. And I'm stressed. And, and we're living in the walrus, so <laughs> Bill and I are like the belligerent, humorous people. You're the, you're the one reining us in. 
That makes that, sense. I mean, that does make sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's anyway. amazing. It's amazing how accurate it is. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that, that dream dictionaries are, are bollocks. Uh, <laughs> well, I think that sounded pro- quite good. I'm, <laughs> I, I exude I mean, they're like, they're like qualities. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they're like horoscopes. They're yeah. typically yeah. like vague enough that you're like, oh yeah, I, I can see, I can see that. Yeah, some of them yeah. I feel like are obvious, like the college thing, or yeah. when all yeah. your teeth are falling out in your dream, or yeah, the college thing. As far as I know, you need to drink more milk. Your brain just kind of creates that scenario if you're like if your brain is stressed because that's the, like the yeah. easiest thing for it to latch onto as like this guy's been a to college thing. and he's stressed as fuck and like this will stress him out like throw it in there yeah. <laughs> just, just yeah. get it get him. Um, Do you ever have dreams about video games? I know this yeah. sounds like I'm trying to segue us back onto things. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I always do. Uh, I've never, I've never had a video game dream. I constantly have dreams where they announce new characters that are coming into Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh, that's <laughs> that's unfortunate. <laughs> they got you. They got your wallet even in your dreams. Yeah, they really do. Because I wake up I mean, like, oh my god, that's so cool! I can't wait for that. And then I'll like check my phone, and it never happened. I dreamt about I guess Animal I Crossing a few weeks ago. Some element of game dreams because well. Maybe not game dreams, but just general misinformation dreams. Uh, yeah. Uh. Because I had that moment when we were talking about Sword and Shield where I'm like, maybe I did make up the Manchester thing, but it'd be a weird thing for me to have made up, so I must have dreamt it. Yeah. But I don't, like, have game dreams that I remember yeah. I can't quite... the next morning of being like, oh, that was an interesting an interesting dream. Yeah, I can't it's quite information remember. that sticks. Like, exactly what was going on in the Animal Crossing dream, just that I had it. Um... And that was it. Well, the thing the thing is, come March, you'll have an Animal Crossing dream because you'll be playing it nonstop all the time. So you'll just be dreaming what you were doing in the day. Can't wait. And then there'll be the unfortunate group of people who are like, I really want to play Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing. I'm going to split my time equally, and it's going to be it's going to be those, those dreams. No pun intended. Hell, those dreams are going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Trapped on an island with demons. That guy makes it into uh, Animal Crossing. Well, there's a there's a fair few, because the date got changed. There's a fair few pictures of yeah, um, some good guy teaching Isabel to use a gun. Yeah, <laughs> some good memes out there. Um, uh, Welcome everyone to Permanent Podcast. Woo! It's wow. been a while. Do do yep. do do. What episode number? I'm looking it up. Fuck. Oh. 40, 46 is my guess. Forty six is Ken Ross's guess. Ebby's guess. Forty nine. 49, it is episode... Well, you're both wrong. 52. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> when did we hit 50? It's for episode 46. Ken Ross we didn't is correct. Su- oh. <laughs> oh, it is actually 46. Because I was about to say, yeah, now that you mention it, I think we did mention that we were episode 50. <laughs> See what you can do, people's brains, man. We should have <sighs> hit episode 50 this year. But we yeah, didn't. we would have. We do, we would have. Yeah, we would have. This, this would have been. This would have been episode fifty because episode forty-five was five months ago. Yeah, we would have yeah. done it. We, we messed would've. up. Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> Quick, we'll we'll podcast every week until we hit fifty. I want to know out there, everyone listening to this episode, leave us a comment on YouTube or hit us up on Twitter at Perma Podcast. Leave us an email if you want. Let us know. What are your celebration plans for episode 50? What are you going to do about it? You're going to get I, chips. 
You know, you're gonna hang I'm, out. With I know what I'm gonna parents. do. Like, what are you gonna? Are do? you gonna finally give away those cookies from episode one? No. Oh. I was Gross. I was asking Bill. Bill still probably doesn't even remember. The <laughs> oh me? Oh, I don't know yeah. shit. <laughs> From the very very you first pro- episode of Primitive? yeah, at the end of the first episode, you were like, "Hey, if you made it this far, you can have a cookie." Ooh. Okay. So. I would get a gold plated <laughs> cookie made. Um, and people can enter the contest now. Your prize won't just be my extra <laughs> humble monthly scraps. Your prize <laughs> could be a gold plated <laughs> cookie. <laughs> Oh yeah, Kiwami's in the humble bundle. Yep, going to a lucky, monthly, lucky monthly. listener in the Discord. See what happens if you become friends with us. I give you games. So come in the Discord. I, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever received a game from Bill. I think uh, I'm nope, that's a lie. That's a lie. I've had um, nuclear thrown from Bill. I think that's I'm either going to cosplay it. as Ken Russell Bill <laughs> for the fiftieth episode. Yeah. Oh, that we should all dress up as each other. I'll cosplay as your crumb. <laughs> <laughs> but you're just like invisible. Bring <laughs> Sorry, Yoku. You're definitely not listening to this, but No way. This is how we found out he's our only listener. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, It's funny to think about, uh, like, let's see, uh, the podcast came out five years ago that we're about to hit 50. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's an average of 10 a year. That's not bad. Hey, it's like a season of a show. You know what I mean? You get what you get. Um, We're uh, just not as consistent as, like, anything else on youtube <laughs> yeah i mean we we had a good run it's just that life happened to all of mm. us in a, I tried in with a weekly. domino effect i'm very not proud of the weekly absence but uh hmm. i'll get back on that horse um um before we go too far yeah i do actually have a sponsor housekeeping this episode no i've got a sponsor not housekeeping wait when, when am i getting paid <laughs> yeah i didn't hear about this kid must be hoarding the money I mean, we're not got paid yet because we've not done the the read. Uh, let me just let me just find it. Sorry, you can talk amongst yourselves for a bit. Mm. But um, what are you gonna do with your sponsorship money? What are you gonna do with your sponsorship money? This is the first time we've ever gotten paid. For doing this show. How, how much money do you think it is? Because uh, mm, I don't know. I can confirm it has at least a zero. Okay. I, seen the money I think I might go to McDonald's me. and get a veggie deluxe. <laughs> Alright, you're expecting too many zeros. <laughs> I want. I, okay. I, I still haven't gotten paid from Volantis yet. I don't know. Have you been paid by um, Epic Guy yet? Todd Sweeney? Paul no. Sweeney? I, I mean, Jake I, Sweeney? I, I, I'm trying to deal down, but he's been ringing my line like nonstop. He even got my Google Voice number. That guy's relentless. He's a businessman. <laughs> right. Okay, so. Permadeath Podcast. There you go. What? It's a... Oh, God! It won't stop! <laughs> I don't know what it is! Kinraza, I love you, buddy. It's a crappy <laughs> Outer Worlds reference. Oh. One of the, one of the companies is called uh, Spaces Choice. Every time, every time I laugh, you I buy can't. from it. Every time you buy from one of their vending machines and you leave, it's like, It's not the best choice! It's Spaces Choice! So, am I not getting my veggie deluxe? I mean, I, I wasn't lying when I said there's at least one zero. Unfortunately, the zero is the only number. Yeah, but um, now I really want a veggie deluxe, and I feel let down. So I'm sorry. I well, next, feel t- like next time, I should... next time you visit, I will, I will apologize with two veggie deluxes. Ooh! Well, I don't want two. That's too many. Oh, well, I... just just a veggie deluxe meal, large, mm-hmm. full fat coke. coke, 
Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Chips. Big, big old. Fries. Thank you. Um, thank you to shit, Kinross. What are they called? Um, Spaces Choice. That, is that what the company's called in the game? I yes. forget. Because there's so Spaces many, choice. dude. There's so effing many uh, factions. Space, Spaces Choice is part of the Halcyon Holdings. That's thing. what I was. That's the word I was looking for. Halcyon. Um, uh, then there's them. There's Sublight. There's fucking. Um, Anti Cleo. Iconoclast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's Rizzo's. <laughs> I don't like that one because it doesn't fit any sort of rhythm. There's so many. Um, which I like, but. Um, mm. They, the names escape me unless I have the game in front of me. Um, so yeah, welcome everybody to the Pernod Podcast. This is where we talk about video <laughs> games that we've been playing. Um, Twenty minutes we've been, recording. We've been yeah. absent a long time. Um, we can't possibly talk about every single game we've played in the last five months, um, but um, we can nail the hammer. Nail. We can nail, hammer the nail on all. Nail on the most hammer. Of them. Exactly. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Ebby did point out we've actually also not done our E3 wrap-up, um, so I let's get so that I wrote so many out. notes for that wrap-up oh, wow. and we never did it. Like, every time, because me and Ken Ross watched it basically all together, and yeah. I'm like, oh, gotta make my notes, and he'd be like, how many notes are you making, Ebby? And I'd be like, oh. All of them. All of the notes. Oh, I missed notes. that one. Did you get that? And I was like, yeah. I honestly forgot about E3 entirely. E3 was not it, great this year, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, I think that we were, it was a mix of stuff was happening, and E3 was kind of, eh. So and then, we were like, yeah. eh, screw it, we can't be us. We did There's our no reaction point. to the Nintendo Direct, which, to which be honest, is, I think that was the only thing that was worth That was probably the biggest, th- yeah, that was probably the stuff that had the but announcements we cared the most about that we knew were going to be there, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. for me, the biggest thing from E3 that I really wanted to see was Animal Crossing, and we saw it, and... Um, like Sony didn't really do it did nothing and no. um, Microsoft had Game Pass PC which is about the most exciting thing for me and like so it didn't show Halo gameplay so it was like a lot of it this year like obviously waiting it's for next gen yeah. yeah like next E3 is going to be a baller year I I hope I hope um <laughs> are you going to visit for next E3 I would like to do something like that you know big 2020 trip um, if, when's, if, when's the 10 year anniversary of permadeath? Because I feel like it might be soon. <laughs> five more years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get the exact date for you. Is, on, is this the five year anniversary year? Um, it'll be January 17th, 2024. Um, That's just after my birthday. So... And actually, the. Fi- oh, so we're, we're about to start the sixth year. Yeah, the five year anniversary is back in January. We somehow missed yeah. that. Um <laughs> Man, look at all the comments on the first episode of Permadeath. How many are there? Like three? Fifty. Yeah, Fifty? 50. Yeah, yeah, almost as many as we have episodes. <laughs> Seventy <laughs> likes. How about that? Oh, man. People really oh, liked it back in the day. Look at, these, look at these comments. Let's see. Are there any recent comments? People going back, living their... Nope. Uh, <laughs> reliving their memories? <laughs> Of their favorite. I feel like we should I'm save so this for 50. I'm so nostalgic for episode one, Ep- where we recorded Ep- it over Skype, and <laughs> oh, no God. one sounded good. And... We sounded bad for like 30 episodes. <laughs> it sounded bad until I said, I am fed up of using this <laughs> jank Skype OBS yeah, I think the thing crap. that did it was when Phil was clicking the coin. Yeah, that really pissed me off as well. <laughs> coin, coin, coin! You know what? Episode 50, it's just going to be a clip show. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! 
we with hit about? moments such as coin, coin, coin and seagulls. <laughs> Do you have birds? <laughs> it's just all going to be Bill. Like, it's yeah. just going to be Bill and people laughing in the background. Yeah. Oh gosh. Let's see. It's it's funny to scroll through. Sorry, everyone listening to this want to hear about video games, but it's funny to scroll through the YouTube channel and look at the different thumbnails. There's the like, it's like five different styles. It's so, like, consistently bad. I tried. <laughs> look at this. Yeah, so did I. And then Bill was like, shit. "No, we're going to try this one." I'm like, "Okay." Oh, shit. Oh. I've got to I've got to search it now. Well, we've got the one that's like Pallet Town. Alan, yeah. that's a... to be fair, Alan made that one. Um, we we got didn't. the black back, the black background with four hearts. It just says Permadeath Podcast." Oh, um, we had the grey background with the the grey period was my least favorite time of Permadeath. Look at that, we, th- and that's the and then we have the least... and then we have the one that's um, Super Mario World style. The grey period has the least one. amount of episodes. Good. I feel yeah. like either the, the current the current era or um, black background with red hearts had the most. Yeah, um, I don't think that the the Allen one lasted particularly long. I like the current because... idea of putting a picture of whatever the biggest game we've talked about in the episode is. Um, oh, I thought that was a weekly thing. Oh no, we did no, it for episode forty five. Yeah. Oh, we did. We did change it up. Okay, we're into a new era. Yeah, that's kind of like getting with the times. I feel of like YouTube <laughs> algorithms. I don't know anything about that, but yeah. like show people just what we're actually up a podcast talking about. And going, oh, whatever the default image that'll do. <laughs> All right, don't um, don't reveal the secret. <laughs> I was also thinking about everyone out. Every I was also thinking about episode titling. Um, epi- um, episodes going forward. Um, oh yeah, we keep changing that. our minds to yeah. That, I want to do it. Like... I want to do it. Um, even if we so just... we're never going to have an episode fifty. Even if the episode title is like just like you know two or three of the games that are in the episode, um, rather than me trying to come up with puns for weekly. Oh, for um, weekly. Um, yeah, your, your pun game has been variable. It's bad, um, dude. It's fucking bad, man. It's <laughs> some of them have been pretty good, uh, and then be... some of them like you are desperately trying to think of something. <laughs> And it's not even a pun. I spent more time trying to think. The one episode is just called Build. It's about Minecraft. <laughs> anyway, um, <Yeah>. what games <laughs> have we been playing? <laughs> Should we start with something that all of us have played? Destiny. Okay. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke, Heavy. <laughs> it's, too, it's too early for Heavy to have a break. I'm going. Uh, <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I think the only thing that we've all played is Judge. Judgment. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Which the is a weird one because it came. It came out in June. None of it yeah. played. None of us played it at June. And we played it. And thankfully, Abby started it. And then we all finished. Yeah, it I played start, it for an hour when it came within out, a month. And, th- and then I'm like, I should go back and play the other games first, huh? And then I then I did that for the last five yeah. months. And then I beat Judgment in like a week. So it's like. Um, <laughs> I feel uh, like your only hump in that yak- like catching up with Yakuza was Yakuza 5. Yeah, yeah, that game burnt me the fuck out. Like, beat the shit out of me for a very long time. I stopped playing it for weeks. Um, Yakuza 4 I beat in like a few days. Um, Yakuza 5 really, like, big roadblock. Game's a little too big. Um, the longest Yakuza game I've ever played. Um and I'm oh, glad they didn't do that. that I'm glad they didn't do that with six. And I'm glad they didn't do that with Judgment. 
Um, <laughs> I feel like they like, learn lessons, I feel, from Yakuza 5, where it's like, we we that was our most ambitious game. Probably, their, it probably still is their most ambitious game from a content standpoint. Lots of stuff but in there. Realized, don't need to do that ever But again. it's like, that's just too much work. Um, like, five characters, each with their own subplot. Not just sub... Not just like sub stories, but you put their own unique subplot with a different mechanic tied to it hunting, music, taxi driving. It's like, uh, this is too much stuff. It's cool, it's funny, but like, as somebody who wants to just play Yakuza 6, is a lot of shit. Do you reckon, because I, I don't know any, my Yakuza knowledge is only since zero. Um, were they, was the studio in a position where they were about to be shut down? And they're like, screw it, we've got to get as much out. Like, having played 5, does 5 end in a way that you're like, okay, that could be the last game no. that they ever make? No, the no. end of 5 is... is No, it's funny. It's funny because um, I want to try not to spoil as much as I can, but to answer your question, like, the beginning of 6 is the end of 5. So, like, it's... Oh, okay. It's very clearly that they planned a sequel. Um, and if they hadn't planned a sequel, it'd be the worst ending of all time. Um, because it like it really doesn't really end um, in a way that it's like wow what a great game um, like mm. it, it almost has like a Shenmue ending where, where it's like okay. wow imagine if this didn't get picked up again um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they got See, kickstarted um, uh, yeah. but yeah it, it was okay fair enough yeah it, so it's it was, just randomly ambitious that's actually ambitious. yeah that's actually kind of a uh something i didn't think about really because like i i had six just to play right away um is like if i had played that when it came out that ending would have really disappointed me from a from a standpoint of most yakuza games bookend themselves pretty well um mm. and the main story ends you know and and that's that because most stories in yakuza games like most of their central plots are self-contained while the characters move on um that would have really pissed me off if I had beaten that game in a vacuum of there's no Yakuza game for five years now. Um, this is bad. Uh, um, d- uh, hey, everybody. Uh, we cut. We had a cut. <laughs> uh. That was a solid, like, ten seconds of you going, um, um, how do we do this? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey. <laughs> we had a cut. Um, things did are happening. We though? Um, <laughs> did I cut? Yeah, I did. Um, uh, judgment. We're talking about judgment. Um, uh, well, you were saying whether Yakuza Five was yeah, a satisfying. Yakuza Five had a bad ending. Um, uh, if you we look at it, you on got its to own. jump straight into six, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was beautiful to do that. Like, uh, and that's what made me to jump go right from into six. P- PS3 old engine yeah. into <laughs> your <laughs> first time with no, not your first time because you played Kiwami Two. Yeah, but like full on Dragon Engine. It's funny though, Whiplash. I, I think about it now. It's funny the engine Whiplash that newcomers will have playing through Zero the Collection, um, or playing through Zero Kiwami Kiwami Two the Collection back to Six. Um, it's oh, kind of right, funny to me. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that because we're not going to have the Dragon Engine for the new. No. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be quite. As, it's going to yeah. look probably what like Zero did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and I actually think Yakuza 5 looks better than Zero, and that came before it. So it's interesting, actually, to think about. Um, I think 5's, 5... Um, well, it depends uh, on how they do the... Remastered, I think, is going to look beautiful. Yeah. Like, I actually think... There's a lot about 5 that, like, wow, they really kind of went for it with this game in a lot of ways, and, like, it's almost also its biggest flaw. But, like, 
like a lot of the character models and the animations and the running and everything. I'm like, wow, they really improved a lot in this game. I actually think it's the best looking of the old engine, um, even though it's not the newest of the old mm. engine. Um, uh, but yeah, judgment. The thing is, if if there's like enough, sorry, oh, if there's enough else. time between when I'm playing the games, it, I don't actually notice it's... that I'm in a worse <laughs> engine. Like if I. Now that I've played Judgment, if I wait for mm-hmm. a while and then go back to play yeah. Zero, I'll be like, yeah, that's that's how it's supposed to look. <laughs> I mean, for me, like, it, it's, I was like, oh my, I was like, I was interested to see how it would feel because, like, the last one I played before jumping into the old ones was Kiwami 2, which was, like, my first time with Dragon Engine. And then before I hopped in back into 4, 5, 4 and 5, I started Judgment and, like, you know, did a bit, uh, not, not a lot, mm-hmm. but I did a bit. I'm like, oh man, these engines are beautiful. And then I went right in, like, the 4 after I started that. And like it's, it's not as bad as it as it might f- seem. Like initially, like like oh my god, go back to play this outdated shit. Um, for me, there's some things in the combat in the old games that I prefer. Um, and then I think they really improved it. And I actually didn't like the combat as much in Kiwami Two as much as I liked it in Six and Judgment. Um, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, like I don't know if it was. I forget actually the combat in Kiwami Two. Are there fighting styles in Kiwami Two? I don't uh, feel like yes. I don't think so. I don't remember. I know there. I know there wasn't in Six. Um, but something no. about no, Six that just kind felt of fucked me better. up as well because um, Zero had like so many different fighting each. styles for both yeah. characters, and then I don't remember Kiwami having any, and Six. I didn't thought, didn't Kiwami have two? I think Kiwami had a heavy Rush. and a light. I think it had Rush and uh, Brawler, I think. Yeah. I don't think it had Beast Mode, uh, which is one I used no, in Zero the most. Because um, it was I fun. It was fun. To, I, I liked he Rush. Used Brawler, so. um, and then I went into Beast Mode because it was fun to just, um, as you're swinging, if you're next to objects, you'll just automatically pick them up and smash people with mm-hmm. them. So like, I oh, would okay. just stick to the perimeters and just spam square, and Kiryu would just pick everything up imaginable and just destroy people. And like, it made random battles end in like half a second, which I'm all for in this series. Um, <laughs> stop fighting me, Street Thug. I have 60 million yen, and like, but you're not, did you you're not hear that the Street Thugs are back and um, they're looking for you? And Blech. your threat level is at 100% right now. <laughs> I wonder if Yagami gagged every time he got that text message. Like, uh, <laughs> I would have just gone home. I would have been like, yeah, um, see you in a bit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess nowhere's safe right now. Everyone go home. <laughs> they come and go. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I guess transitioning into talking about Judgment, it's been a, it's been a funny journey because like, I kind of played all these things like back to back to back recently and figuring out which, um, like, like, just experiencing it in such a in such a whiplashy way, um, and then ending it on Judgment, which is their newest one from mm. Six. Which actually, the more I think about it, a quick aside, I didn't play Yakuza Six before I played Judgment, and when I started Judgment, I'm like, man, look at this shit, the, the fucking cool ass smartphone UI. That's they literally just kind of copy and pasted a lot of the UI yeah. from yeah. Six. Um, the, the biggest worry I had was that you were going to go to where like Little Asia was and see that like fucking nothing was there and you were gonna be yeah like, there it's what happened there here? are a couple of uh, <laughs> couple of spoilers in Camarocho for six yeah that's why I, that's why i stopped i'm like you know what like it it doesn't feel right uh experiencing this era of Camarocho through yagami before kiryu so um 
I put the, yeah, I put the detective Because really, as far well, going through zero, one, two, six, and Judgment, the only other thing that's happened to Camarocho is the empty plot turning into the Millennium Tower. Yeah. That, that is the only thing that has happened. So you'd be like, huh, why is there no massive tower here right now? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be about it, but... So what did you two think of the first Yakuza spinoff um, uh, after, well, I don't want to say first. Well, other than um, Dead Souls. And, Dead Souls like, and the... The Ishin games or the whatever. The Samurai wins. Um, those when I, are I they going to localize those ones? Those yeah, are the ones on. I want to play. Or are they just... But the, magi- the Majima equivalent looks creepy. And make a new like one you. in the Dragon Engine. <laughs> just make a new one in the Dragon right. Engine and make us all happy. Um... I Son really enjoyed it. There were a couple of bits that I feel like every single one of these games has a section or mm-hmm. a mechanic that you're just mm-hmm. like, I do not care for this. But the characters continue to be amazing. The sub-stories continue to be mm-hmm. weird fun, although mm-hmm. they seem to be slightly toned down sure. in this one. Sure. Basically, if they make a Judgment 2, I'll play it. Yeah. Um, I love Yagami and Kaito. Yeah. Kaito. 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 Um, And I love... I can never remember his name. I keep calling him Homura. Uh, The lawyer who travels with a a backpack all the time. Oh, um... (laughs) How did I forget him? Hoshino? Hoshino, yeah. Hoshino. I just played the damn thing. So do all of us. (laughs) So, like, he's just this little... He just seems so nerdy because every time I, he goes out, yeah. he's like, I've got the backpack. <laughs> I actually think they did a really good job um, with the Gendala office people in general um, yeah. and like grounding the relationship still with Yagami after everything that happens um, mm-hmm. and how he's still just in there. Like he goes there and gets work from them for his detective agency. Like he's still like in a way, I mean, it, it goes back to his relationship with Genda, but like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's uh Ah, see, I, I don't want to spoil particular things about um, little moments towards the end, but um, uh, there's a point towards the end that like really brought that home for me too, where they mm. show a picture, um, and I'm like, yeah, oh man, yeah. you know, like that, like That's it's a nice it's picture. a familial relationship with uh, Genda and even the guy um, with the with the Matsugane. Matsugane, like it's an interesting upbringing for him. So he's an interesting character, mm. Yagami, in a way where it's like, oh man, you know, how's it going to be playing a lawyer, ex ex lawyer slash detective? Um, in a world that we spent so much time as a Yakuza in. And there's still a little bit of that in him, I, th- I feel, but, like, he's never been a Yakuza. So, like, you know, you, you kind of, like, they kind of, like, raise that question to you early on, like, in a way where it's like, oh, wow, why, how is he so good at fighting? Like, what, like, you know, we learn martial arts from his father yeah. or whatever, but it's like, how, I, I, I can't possibly believe that. I'm waiting for the moment where he takes his jacket off and he's got a tattoo or, or something like that. <laughs> like, I'm waiting for the moment where this guy's really a Yakuza. Um, and they never really kind of do any of that in this game. I actually think the judgment story kind of subverts some of the typical Yakuza tropes that are so present. And I've noticed them even more playing four, five and six. So close where it's like, wow, these guys kind of really stick to a script in, in, in in like a way that I I like, like, I don't like hate the, the tropes. Like like there's a tiny little thing that's going on and then suddenly it turns out 
that uh, there's a massive national conspiracy that, going on. That and uh, usually the first old guy who's friendly to you is probably going to be the villain. So it's like, yeah. it's so, so I, I'm playing Judgment fresh off of four, five, and six, and I'm sitting like there. Gender's gonna I'm be sitting the there like, yeah, guy. is Genda the mole? Is Genda like working with the Yakuza? Is Genda like what's the big betrayal moment here in Judgment? And it never really mm. happens. They never really go the Yakuza route, and like, and like, instead they they kind of do their own thing which maybe will be a trope in judgment um yeah. they they kind of well go... it was a trope of go ahead the uh, well i'd like i was sad i was glad that because a lot of the time when i'm watching like detective tv shows they're like hey the the criminal was this person who was on screen for 20 seconds yeah um and you had no reason to believe that this person had any interest in doing anything scooby-doo so the fact that the yeah the fact that there was a person who was in the game for a reasonable amount of time. You're like, okay, yeah. And there were a lot. Um, I feel like there were a lot of um, uh, there were a lot of faces, like like that were involved in the crime itself, uh, and a lot mm. of reasons for the things that were going on. That it wasn't just like, oh, it's just a psycho serial killer. Um, so like they really kind of brought it home, and I wasn't expecting some of the stuff that happened in that store. I wasn't expecting it to go that route um, no. initially. Like I, I hear on the back of the box serial killer in Camarocho, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Um, but it, it went a lot deeper than that, and it played a lot with power uh, in the government and, and police and all that stuff. And, it, and it, it was a different tone, a different kind of enemy in in a game like this than just oh, there's just a strong guy, big bad Tojo clan guy who's breaking up the clan. He's a fucker, and he's like also he's really old. Twenty times throughout the yeah. game, <laughs> every guy in the Yakuza universe who's over the age of sixty gets more ripped, and he's gonna fuck you up. Um, yeah, uh, but they didn't do that in this one, uh, and that was a pleasant <laughs> surprise. I actually really liked the story in Judgment. I, I think um, they they continuously kind of. As their games go on, like just kind of get better at the whole thing. Like, like I think it started. At, well, I don't want to. I don't want to keep dogging on like three, four, or five or anything because the stories are really good in those games. But like, I feel like as they mature and age at RGG Studio, like their stories do get better. And I think they really capstoned off the Yakuza series well with six, with like mm. to me my favorite story in that series. Um, yeah. And then they do judgment right after it, and it's like, wow, this is totally out of their comfort zone in ways. I mean, it's still very familiar. Um, it's very, still very obviously their style, um, but they they broke their little trope mold, um, and they're good at that too. So it's like, huh, interesting. Um, it was weird because it definitely, as I was going through, and there's some evidence of that in the chat, that it's like, that doesn't feel like there's much game left, and they still need to wrap up a lot of slough slash jump the shark or something, mm-hmm. and then suddenly it does all make sense, and it's all fine. It doesn't do anything completely ridiculous, mm-hmm. um, quite like six did. Uh, <laughs> the end of six is <laughs> ridiculous, <laughs> and you had no it. reason to think that any of that stuff was going to happen. The, um, the twisted six. It's literally impossible to see coming. Like it was just, there's literally no way to predict that at all. Like, no. like not even in the fucking, not even like the most like proud like oh, I called that like kind of person. Like there's just no way. Like 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 no. it, it quite literally comes out of nowhere. It's, like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, Almost full named you, Abby. Uh, yeah. What about you? <laughs> Um, 
liked it. I didn't love it, but I liked it, and I think mm-hmm. that I would love future installments. There's just like a few things in this game that really bugged me and that I didn't really like that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the God, what did they call them? Drones. The drones fucking sucked. Like, I hated the drones. I did one drone race and was like, nope, that's that's enough for me, thanks. I didn't like the... Oh god, what are they called? Where you, like, follow people around. T- tailing, uh, the tracking stuff. Tailing, yeah. tailing. tailing missions. Tailing missions. Uh, didn't enjoy any of those. I think... I, I like the idea of them. I feel like there were a couple too many and they were a little too long. I think there's more... F- fun ways they could do those like you have these disguises and you don't use them ever besides like yeah. two or three missions and it's like give me like a tailing bonus if i put on one of my like nine disguises that i can't wear unless it's a designated mission yeah. yeah like there were so many things in the game that i feel like they underused like there was mm-hmm. lock picking which they used quite a lot but then there was another one that was like <laughs> the thumb turning uh, yeah the thumb turning thing, <laughs> i did it once i used literally one time yeah. <laughs> it made me use it once so. after that after, I think, after I think that mission ge- i think the actual game uses it twice and then it's m- the most common um thing in the camera vr like you won't do lock picking you'll do thumb turn picking uh, and yeah, then obviously why? the locksmith jobs yeah, it's kind um, of weird oh yeah you know what i didn't do any of the locksmith guy stuff um, because, like, I did a lot of the friendships in the game. Like, I did, like, 30 of them out of the 50. But they kept mm-hmm. giving them to me. Like, and it reminded me of Persona 5 where I'm getting new social links, like, yeah. like towards the end of the game. And it's like, I look, buddy, I, I, don't, I no longer have time for you. This, I got shit mm-hmm. to do. Um, so I, was, I met the locksmith guy, like, really late in my playthrough here. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, buddy, I'm in the mindset now where I'm solving this case. I'm not doing any of your shit. So I didn't do any <laughs> of his stuff. So I didn't actually... Um, Zebby, after that first mission where they introduced the wire thing, I'm like, well, that's a consumable. I'm going and stocking up on wires. And then I never used another one. I never used another one. I broke one in the first mission. And then I was like, oh, no. And then I never broke another. Yeah. Um, I think, th- so, the issues... Uh, oh, yeah, I did do it in with camera VR. Issues. I did do it in camera VR. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I did. I yeah. did. Like, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, I, th- I feel like part of my problem as well with like some of the issues that I had is that my gameplay was broken up into like two quite sizable chunks. So I had mm-hmm. like a fifteen-hour play play session in June at some point. Yeah, and then I did the rest like last month or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So like I don't really remember the old stuff. I don't remember if I enjoyed that. But I sure didn't want to go back to doing any of the, like, friendships or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't feel the desire to do that once I picked the game up again. Um, so that That's could fair. be, like, why I don't love this game as much as you guys do. I don't think it's a bad game. I want to put that out there. I think it's worth playing. But I don't love it. So, like, like your second I session loved... was less side stuff and more just, I want to beat the story. Well, yeah. Because... Yeah. I think I was at chapter seven when I jumped back yeah. in. That's pretty pretty close to the end. Um, and I had to relearn all of the story as well. So I was trying to remember what yeah, had happened that's in the never story. Easy. Like, <clears throat> d- just if you're going to play this game, don't take a that's four a month risk. break from it. Um, I mean, it like at the start of each chapter, it's quite nice that it gives like a recap of the previous chapter slash a little bit before. But most of the time, I've literally just played the previous chapter. 
I don't need yeah. to know. Yeah, I yeah. kind of wish that I had saved it at the end of a chapter so that yeah. it would have come into them going, oh, I the Anthony's new mission is to decide those, who the those, mole is. Like, Are those, cus- those cutscenes part of the theatre? Because you're able to review I think so. like, oh, cinematics. No Are they... I think so. Because that, um, that would be like the easiest way to do it. Oh, I didn't if you know knew that. that they were there. After my long break of Yakuza 5, I had to go through the theater and just kind of refresh my memory because I was playing mm. as another character at the time and I'm like, who the fuck am I doing? What am I doing? Uh, <laughs> I just had to go, just go through and oh, okay, that, oh, okay, that, oh, okay, that. Because I, I started playing it again and then like Akiyama's like saying this name and I'm like, bro, I have no clue who that is. I have no clue who that is. Like, I, 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 you need to refresh me. I think a, a decent uh, thing they can implement into this series in the future, particularly for Judgment, because I feel like Judgment has a more um, name drop heavy story than like any of the. Pre- now, there's a lot of there's a lot of family ties in Yakuza games. Like a lot of names get dropped, but there was surprisingly few. A, Judgment has more than I think usually. Unless you're saying this one has few. I, I feel uh, like there's three. Um, because there's like the families. there's like the oh yeah the Kasai like, the Matsuganes and yeah. the, the Kyo Reis. Um, while this one doesn't have like the Yakuza family stuff, it, it still has I feel a similar amount of factions like between the Matsugane and the Kyohei or however the hell you say it. Um, yeah. The uh, the health department people, the cops, oh, yes, um, yeah. the the people at the lab. Um, there's like a lot of names to keep track of, so like hopping in and out. I think what they could do in a future judgment game, because it's a detective game and you know, like you have your case files, whatever, like you know, you could detectives are refreshing their brains all the time, is do... I found the case file stuff a waste of time. It's not good. It's not good. It's really no information I, in there was, that you could really utilize. Um, it was something that I was like, Okay, I've played Phoenix, right? I know what sort of stuff's gonna be in here and it was nothing. just all guff. Pointless. Yeah, it's po- it is pointless. Uh, you get more information out of the character bios. Uh, and the but other there menu. was weird like sections where this evidence makes complete sense it's... to present right now, and it's not, not the right what one. they want at all. Yeah. And there was one you, or where... you want to pursue a line of questioning, and you, the correct answer is the one that makes the least amount of sense. <laughs> like someone's link to something else. You're like, oh, it's clearly uh, this guy who he spoke to before. No. Oh, it's this guy who he worked for for 20 years. No. It's this guy who, yeah. as far as I know, he has never met before in his life. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> there was one bit of evidence that he had to present at some point to Hammerer, which was him um, with someone who got murdered later that day. Yes. Um, and there are two pieces of evidence that you could have cho- chosen from that were obvious. One of them was him entering a nightclub with this person. Mm. So I was like, well, like, yeah, yeah video that's the evidence. one. So I clicked on that one and it went, I don't know what your point is. Mate, I, I think <laughs> you got it a bit wrong. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. all right, is it you leaving the nightclub on your own instead then? Oh, yeah, that one's right. And I, I feel yeah. like they could have probably made an exception of being like, either one of these two will probably mm. do the job. Yeah, It would just be like a slightly different line of dialogue. I think, I think a feature like, oh, that they could... I just want to say, I just want to get out, out the, um, yeah, yeah. for the recap uh, uh, point, to help Ebby out, I think they could employ what Dragon Quest does. Um, when yeah, you Dragon boot, Quest is good. When you boot Dragon Quest back up, it gives you a summary of your adventures every single time, and not just That'd at chapter nice. breaks. Like, it gives Especially you, hey, on your, on your a... last adventures, you did this, you did that, and it's like, oh, nice, thank you. That's, Especially that's... when it's such a story-heavy thing, because yeah. if you, like, mm-hmm. I forgot entirely who... <laughs> um. 
Yeah, good. Like, basically everyone was. You know, the dirty cop didn't have an idea. No clue. (laughs) No clue. Oh, Ayabe. Yeah. They were, like, bringing his name up and I'm like, I might have met him, I don't know. I just don't think... I don't think that I'm ever going to love a judgment game like I love Yakuza, but I'm sort of hoping that if they make more of them, that they improve, and I just get to be like, yeah, this is as good as Yakuza, and... Yeah, like all of all of well, most of my issues are things that are unique to Judgment mm-hmm. for yeah. being a different style of game. I f- but I know that you had an issue with it. Every Yakuza game has a way for you to make an absurd amount of money. <laughs> Judgment's absurd way to make <clears throat> money is the VR thing. Yeah. But only at the high level, yeah, which you, a, you need to spend a lot of money, money for the on the uh, Kickstarter, which you don't really feel like you get anything out of, and also having yeah. a ton of play <clears throat> passes that are a random drop. Yeah. Um, I was consistently poor. In yeah, the the SPs and the early game, the SP drop is ridiculous for unlocking skills. Like I, I was a master locksmith before the end of chapter one. Because all of those things are super cheap, and I hated it saying, "Hey, you can buy twenty yeah. things because they're all a hundred SP." But... I oh god, what was I going to say? There was something that I hated. Oh, mortal wounds. That's that's what I was going to talk about. The mm. mortal damage thing. Um, me and Bill were talking about this while we were both playing. Weird mechanic. I don't know why they put it in there because it just meant that I just had to keep running to get myself fixed up and spend all of my money on that. Yeah, 20 grand on being healed. Yeah. 40 grand if you want a portable heal. Yeah. Like, so I think stupid. it was an interesting idea, but there were... Because it was like, oh, you need to be careful when people are using their super moves. It really took the piss when people with guns automatically yeah. inflicted more wounds. Because you get a mortal wound they had many gunshot. Yeah. It's like, and then they also have super moves where they use many, many bullets... Dodging, basically, dodging gunfire yeah. in this series sucks. It's always sucked. It sucks in every Yakuza game. I don't know why they consistently go, yeah, right, at this stage we'll introduce guns because it's just that point in a Yakuza game where every player sort of just goes, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... But yeah. normal, like, <clears throat> at the very least in Zero and maybe Kiwami 1, you were able to use guns. So but it was not like, well. okay, like, they like, could the use gun guns. mechanics yeah, sucked they were, if you were They were using awful, them. but at least yeah. you could you could use them as well. I Whereas think more, time, more times than ever, though, I would guy. pick up a gun, aim aim it at someone, and then throw the gun at them instead of shooting it. <laughs> Hit the wrong button. I was able yeah. to shoot someone with a shotgun in six. Um, oh. That was fun. Um, and there's the heat action in six where you where Kiryu takes the pistol and shoots someone in the stomach with it. So um, I like how Kiryu insists. never kills people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Yagami has like actual logic for never killing people because he's only ever using his fists. I um, but I liked the uh, what? Is, it's not the heat this time. It's um, the X actions are called. Yeah, the X actions. I like, I like that a lot more. As for fighting styles, I only ever used the tiger because Crane is far too slow, and they're like, oh, use it on large groups of enemies, but everyone's able to get so far away that it doesn't really work. So it's just always in the red, the red mode. I think. This game is the first time that I act- actively switched between fighting styles because yeah. usually I just stick with one. 
I'm really boring I did try. in that aspect, but... Well, yeah, in 0, 1, 2, and 6, I only used... Well, 6 only had one style. But I I primarily used one style, and I tried to switch it up and be like, okay, I'm surrounded by a group of dudes, let's go crane and do some sweeping stuff. But I ended up getting hit so much that it was just faster to I be feel... pummeling individually. I feel kind of like I ragdolled a lot more in this game as well. I don't know why that is. Well, you got knocked down a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It's And I'd always accidentally press triangle because it was like an instinct thing, and then I'd immediately burn always a bar use... of my EX action for like one of the worst the... heat moves yeah. in the game. I probably like, had... And the more that you use it, I noticed the like, less if you it keep does, doing yeah. it, it does less. I'm like, well, great. But the reason that I got screwed over was if you press triangle when someone's not close enough for it to count as an EX action... It instantly gets you back up rather than mashing X. You do like a little yeah. leg spin and you're instantly back up. Right. So rather than mashing X, you can hit triangle and you'll just be up. But if they're too close, you waste an EX bar for nothing. It's like, oh, for God's sake. You have you have multiple buttons you could be using. Why triangle for everything? <laughs> I probably had the most fun in the combat in this that I've had in the Dragon Engine, probably. Because mm. um, it felt diverse to do certain things, whereas like in six, Kiryu just he's Kiryu, and like mm. I like the way it felt in six. Um, but my favorite combat in the series prior to this was zero, because there were so many ways to be like, okay, I want to be fast, I want to be slow, I want to use this, I want to move like this, and want to be a breakdancer. Like I really loved the wall vaulting and the frog hopping and being able to swap between. You know, oh man, there's like 19 guys around me. Being able to execute a frog leap into a sweep kick was really fun. And like going into the into the red one, I forget the names of those. Tiger and Crane. Crane. I forget which one was which. Yeah. Um, and just like, I just really liked the way Yagami moved around the battles in, in this one. I, I really liked his style. I like being him in general. Uh, but like the fighting in this one, I felt like they're like nailed the speed of the old engine with the weight of the... Um, mm. New engine because the, the one thing when I played Kiwami two, I'm like, man, like going from zero and like Kiwami to this, like, like I love it. I love the physics of it. I love kicking somebody and having them fly down the street, like ragdoll down into a window. Um, it feels really great um, and weighty and it has impact. Um, but I'm missing some of the speed of zero and like just the ability to chain a combo that wasn't tied to the fact that I'm a big man. Um, yeah. Like they added to the physics, but in this one, I guess it's also because Yagami's smaller than Kiryu, and it makes sense. Um, like him being able to hop around and run and jump and and do things in combat that I couldn't do in Six or Kiwami Two in this engine, like it felt real good. I really liked um, the combat in this um, a lot, think, actually. Th- it could work quite nicely. The more that I think about it, if Judgment does have regular, well, not regular, but has sequels, because then you can be using this sort of. Yeah. Old classic fighting style that you're not going to get super bored of because the new style is going to be turn-based. Mix it up. I mean, that's thinking. You know what I mean? So you'll be like, okay, you have the mainline games which have turn-based combat and you've got the judgment games which is a little bit more faster-paced and you're not being burnt out on the fact that the combat's been the same for six games. I kind of hope that next game, if that is the case, they throw in being able to play as Kaito during certain yeah. parts because uh, that'll like yeah. scratch that Kiryu itch for yeah. me. I feel like for sure, a bit more tanky. Yeah, I think it. I think like the future of the series. Um, I think they like if they lean on a lot of the stuff that I loved about this one. Like, there's a lot I loved about this one's Kamurocho. Like, I really like the friendship stuff. I think a lot of the 
um, nicest moment, like some of the most touching side story type moments came from the end of a lot of like friendship storylines mm-hmm. um, from people like fast food managers and, and like yeah. restaurant owners and p- people trying to get dates and two co-workers who like each other and don't know it. Like so a lot of stuff like that, like lean on that heavier again, make it a little more in depth, maybe make it a little more persona. Thieves. Um, and then um, let me play as Kaito. Um, I, I think that's I think that's almost a no brainer. Like adding yeah. in the playable Kaito, um, uh, like or Segura. Like, I yeah, I, I, you know what, dude? I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they go the three playable character route because they all they're all very distinct in their abilities. Yeah. Um, and 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 the, and in the information access that they have, Kaito with his Yakuza mm. ties, um, uh, Yagami with his law ties, and then Sugiya with his like this thief ties, like like in the under yeah. like the like the underbelly kind of thing of not related to any crime families, but he's criminal, like a Robin Hood esque yeah. figure. Um, you know what? I, um, like there were a couple of moments that happened that happened in it. I judgment felt weird because I'm used to Kemarocho. But it felt completely separate. Like the only thing that felt like it linked it to anything Yakuza, aside from Kamarocha, mm-hmm. was the Ono Michio suddenly yeah. showed up. I was like, it'd be really nice if they do more stuff in the future. And you're like, hey, you hear stuff about what new Yakuza guys doing, or you run sure. into Majima beating up dudes. Yeah, just to like slightly ground it a bit more in this it's, universe. It's unclear like what their intentions are with this. Like, I mean, they, I mean, I say that after they've said, and you know, we want this to be separate from Yakuza. But at the same time, does that mean it's separate from the Kamarocho that is in Yakuza? You know, I feel mm. like um, if they wanted it to be properly separate from Yakuza, they, they probably shouldn't have put it in Kamarocho. Yeah, which is yeah. I, I wonder one if that's the things most synonymous with Yakuza. Yeah, I wonder if that's just a resource thing too. Like, yeah. like they I, I they could pump so. out so many games because they just reuse assets like nobody's business. Um, even down the even down the user interface, like the cell phone is literally the cell phone from Yakuza Six. Um, but it's impressive though. Is like to me why I love these games and why I love Judgment. And like especially coming after, like I played it right after six. Like I thought I'd be burnt out, but I was just I wanted more. I wanted to play it. Um, I was just craving more. I was loving modern Camarocho, and I wanted to experience it again. It's like, um, it's like I just I know what I'm getting, and and I love it. And like I'll take it. I'll keep buying your games. Um, it, I'll just keep doing it. Are you going to buy the remastered collection when it's all out again? Yeah. Gonna replay Yakuza Five. <laughs> I'll probably play three. Um, probably won't replay five uh, ever again, as long as I live. Um, the more I think about it, we have had Abby and I have long. had the weirdest like direction, which I guess Zero, a lot of people one, would have. Yeah. A lot of people three, have four, new direction yeah. because if they've come to it since zero, they would have gone. Yeah. I think the oh, I one, think the timing of these releases judgment. was very weird, and there's nothing, like, there's nothing really they could have done about six because six came out and six came out. I yeah. mean, they couldn't hold on to it uh, a brand new release for that long while they waited for the remasters. But I think they maybe could have timed those remasters a little better. Um, I'm wondering if it is. I mean, again, I don't know how this studio works. That obviously Yakuza has been localized the entire time, but then suddenly it caught on. And they're like, oh, crap. 
people are actually a lot more people are actually going to want to play. Yeah, it's six it's funny than we had originally planned. It's funny. And the, now we have five games to put out. The trajectory of it is funny. Like three, three getting localized was like a miracle for a lot of people. Like that was a New York is the game, and like Sega said, no, it's not coming to the West. Sorry. Um, and then they finally announced it, and then they cut a bunch of content that they thought might be unsuitable for the American audiences, and people were pissed, but we still got it. Um, getting four with no cut content was like a miracle, but then it sold like shit. So five only came out digitally in the United States. Mm. Um, and then with Yakuza zero, it didn't get localized on the PS3 for us. Um, but the PS4 port did. And then that was kind of like this perfect storm of, Hey, this is the perfect entry point for this five game series. Um, play it. And it was word to word of mouth for zero, just electric caught it on fire. Now there's more Yakuza fans than ever before. Um, and it's nice. I mean, thing it still to continues see. to amaze me that the only reason that I'm into this franchise is because of your one little bit in an episode. Be like, hey, I was trying to find a game for a kid, and it turned out that his dad had sent thugs after to to get. It. I'm like, that sounds like a really cool game. Yeah, uh, like like <laughs> that tra- that trademark side story stuff. Um, they nail it like every time, and like there's some side cases Except for the in, first game, Kiwami yeah. one. No, <laughs> well, yeah, they could have revamped some of those for the Kiwami one. They clearly didn't. Those are clearly side stories from the first game um, on yep. the PS2 that are just wow. These are bad. These are yeah. oh no, I'm getting mugged. I'm saying oh, I'm beat your ass. Like that's that's yep. every sub story in Yakuza one, um, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Yeah, Yakuza, Yakuza one was not my favorite. Yeah. I, I think, I think that Zero I will... will always be my favorite just because you get to play as Majima for like sure. a decent chunk. Well, half the game. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. more than an hour and a half at the end of Kiwami 2. Yeah. Um, Zero's one of the best, for sure. I, I do understand why you like Six so much, though. Six is my... I, I, nothing will top it for me, I don't think ever. Uh, in terms it of makes, it makes it, yeah. the Yakuza games, like Six was like this perfect... And a lot of tropes that I liked from not Yakuza. Like, I loved Onomichi. Like, I think that town is the best. Oh, one of the no. One of the best towns in the series. Um, and I love the spearfishing. I, I just love the... I love that bar. There's um, fishing in that game? Yeah. You, you, it turns into an on-rail shooter. Um, oh, my God. I what? didn't know. Yeah. It's actually incredible. Um, it's... You go underwater. You go on this boat... Um, and they take you out to the middle of the ocean, you get in a wetsuit, you pick your spear gun, and you jump, you dive underwater, and then it turns into an on-rail shooter where you have your spear gun, and it's like... How it's like, did, I, how and did I never come across Every this? fish you oh, shoot, man. you catch. And then the big sub-story is, like, like there's this giant shark who killed the girl's, like, grandfather or father or whatever in, the sub, in like, the sub-story plot, mm. and he's been, like, sighted again, and you have to go kill him. And he's literally, like, a massive, like, dragon-sized shark. Um, and it's oh how, did, how did I not come across it? I, I, admittedly, when I was in Hiroshima, I was mostly story stuff because it felt so small that I was yeah. like, nothing's happening here. There's a lot more but, that peels away there. Um, not a lot, a lot, but like the stuff with the bar, I really liked. Like like becoming friends with these people, like here you trying to integrate into bar culture. Um, I thought was really funny, and there's some really uh, like. Uh, touching side story moments in there. Um, mm-hmm. I did the baseball stuff, which was really funny as well, and like really played on my like underdog, um, like bad news bears like tropes that I really liked um, from like a lot of American baseball movies. And um, 
and just the small town vibes of there and like this like the ooh the ghost stories and some of the graveyard sub stories and like there's a lot of like tight knitness in there that I really appreciated after Camarocho. I mean t- Camarocho is small too and like you get to know a lot of faces and places but um it, fe- it felt at least two to three times bigger than yeah Onomichi's like Onomichi's like a city block um yeah. so like it's and I and I love the whole cast there and I think that Yakuza Six had one of the best supporting casts in the in the studio's life, um, and and just the story's personal nature more so than um, it having to do primarily. I mean, it was a lot of Yakuza stuff in there, but like the stakes yeah. were a little more uh, grounded in fi- and like actual mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what you consider your family outside of the Yakuza um, and picking your family like. Um, yeah, which like it was really nice. I really liked six. The... It, I I enjoyed it a lot. I imagine if I had been playing this entire time, it would have meant a whole lot more to me, just because it is like end of a character arc. Still fucking cried though. <laughs> well, yeah, but and I think that's one one piece of advice. One thing, one expectation I gave to um, Tao um, is that even after everything we've said about Kiwami is it does the one strength Kiwami has is that it does introduce the beating heart to the Yakuza series and like that's worth a, sh- a playthrough alone is introducing mm-hmm. Kiryu and Haruka uh, their relationship which is that's the thing that's always that there apparently all of it pumping blood through every game um, and you get to see where it starts um, that's one strength of uh, Kiwami that uh, speaking of Kiwami is worth it Anyone listening who doesn't own it or hasn't played it, it's in this month's Humble Monthly yeah, for twelve dollars with my time at Porsche and what was it uh, Soul Calibur and, Six? Yeah, and That's now a good bundle. <laughs> it is a very good yeah. bundle. It's a very good month. And then four or five other things that they'll announce in like a month. Um, so, if yeah. anybody out there has been subscribed to Humble this entire time, now you also have you have zero, and now Kiwami One. Congratulations! Um, I didn't get zero. I was very sad. Um, congratulations, everybody! Welcome mm-hmm. to Yakuza. Um, maybe Kiwami 2 will be in there next uh, the collection maybe will never come to PC but uh, <laughs> it's a miracle that we got it on PS4 yeah. by the yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah uh, future is bright for RGG games they keep churning them out interesting changes ahead for Yakuza 7 um, I feel so. like we should do an episode just dedicated to Yakuza 7 when that happens I'd love to yeah because it sounds well, like there's going to be a lot of changes. Carve out our niche you, as the. It might be. It might be the worst game ever made. Uh, the um, one-stop shop for Yakuza. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe. Who knows? Because I do uh, realize that we've been talking about. Yeah. One that's what game I'm, this entire episode. <laughs> that's what I've been trying to for an hour and ten minutes. I was just. So. I was just thinking like, huh. Well, bearing in mind we didn't start for twenty minutes. That, that's, true, that's true. That's true. But, that's still 40, 50 minutes yeah, of uh, yeah. <laughs> talk about judgment. All right. What should we talk about next? Should we roll a dice? Uh, I mean, there's another game that we've all played. Luigi. But, we, yeah. Do we want to save that for the end, though? <laughs> yeah. Because then we've got something to Have all talk about. sandwich. Yes. All right. You can well, talk about Destiny if you want, so I can go, Yeah, there's you know, there's, there's two games that coffee. Bill and I have played, and yeah. there's one game that Eddie I actually and I don't have played. as much to say about Destiny as I usually would. Um, Sick. I'll be right back. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I can probably say it pretty quick. I really enjoyed Shadowkeep. Yeah, and I like where it's likely to go. With you know, the, the battle pass and the seasons. I 
was honestly playing it for a lot longer than I ever have at a it's... expansion. I have only stopped playing because of judgment. Yes, and I really Same. need to get back to it. It's it's a game where I didn't stop playing it this time because I'm bored of it. It's a it's no. I stopped playing because Outer Worlds came out. I played Judgment. I don't have time. Um, <laughs> I dip my toes into the fucking cesspool that is Call of Duty. Like uh, there's a lot that's happened. I'm not even gonna talk about that. That game's a mess. Um, and like. I really like it, dude. Like, there's mm. uh, there's initial complaints of like, and I understand them, and I agree with them that like, you know, the can the initial the initial first week campaign missions for Shadowkeep end abruptly and in a weird way. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna say what they are necessarily, but like, you know, I don't even think they're spoiler yeah, it's like, really. It's but like, obviously it's, meant to roll into the yes. the seasonal and they've thing been that they're going doing for. that, and they've been doing that. It just t- they, I guess, for, well, not that people they expected people to take a little bit longer with it because. Sure, it did cut like the new stuff did come in the next week update, and then every week but after it was a case of stuff. every every most people were done by like the second day, yeah. and so can Russ, no... did you log on since the holiday update or the Halloween update? I have not yet. There's no, a new cutscene that to. plays when you open it up, um, and this is okay, what I you. think is one of the coolest things that they're doing is like they're, they're one of their goals with Shadowkeep and going forward with Destiny was to make it like more of an MMO and and more of like a hey this thing Reason unfolds to come back. yeah this thing unfolds over weeks rather than you play the campaign like a Halo game and you're done um and then the next like temp, the curse of Osiris comes out and you're like okay I'm going to play for another week to get like the story yeah. done and then not touch it until Warmind like, or whatever the next one was. Like they always end their story with the title card and there was not a title card after beating the last mission of Shadowkeep. So like there's no bookend. And there's mm. a reason why is it's still going. Like there's stuff being built behind Ikora, which get more progress is made every week yeah. um, on that Vex portal. Um, there's new cutscenes with Eris. Every week there's a new Eris mission that brings one of her fire team members like back um, like out to her. Um, I have missed a couple of those. Same, same. Do they still... So is it like, if you don't pick it up this week... I actually haven't looked. You can't get it at all? Or... I haven't looked and see if they just show up for you if you didn't do it. Because um, I missed like, like two... Could I leave them all to the end and then do them all at once? Oh, or yeah, is it you've got to wait I should for actually the go back. to come back? It's funny. Whenever I turn the game on, I never go to the moon. So I always just hit Vex Offensive and go do that. Yeah. Um... But but uh, yeah, I really like it's good. I like what it's done, it's good. I um, did the first half of the raid. Has, uh, I haven't touched the raid. Never yet got back I to still it. Can't find a it's clan. It's just so hard to organize raid stuff. Like even with people I know who are like live in the same city as me, we did that one night, and then ever since it's just nobody's ever around, and it's just impossible. And it's like, well, okay. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I think that even even though we both said, hey, we should we should do the raid. I just need to accept that I am never going to get a Destiny raid done. It's just, really cool. I, I've just one. got to accept it. Um, I'm sure it is. I'm sure that all the other ones were really neat cool puzzles. too. puzzles. There's a really neat... <laughs> the second encounter is like a weird lane-based tower defense thing that's super hectic and interesting mechanically. I'm not going to go into the mechanics, but like they do some... One of the strengths of Destiny and why I love it and I'll, I'll always have a place in my heart no matter how bad a current iteration of it is, is they do things in the FPS genre that nobody else is doing and mm. I appreciate them for that, even if they have missteps along the way. I think their intentions of trying to make an MMO shooter with complicated World of Warcraft raid mechanics inside of it is like some kind of Frankenstein shit that I just love to yep. death. I think it's so cool. Um, also, Shadowkeep, home to possibly the greatest set-piece reveal Man, what a sick-ass... Th- the Bungie's art department is like... You, you turn around a corner... Or, 
and they're on another level. A thing in front of you, the music kicks up, and you're like, "Oh my!" It's legitimately God. creepy. It was one of the creepier moments in Destiny too. Like, and also super rewarding. Yeah. Despite the fact that literally nothing was happening with it, it was just like, "Hey, here's this thing that we've been it's... having in concept art for yep since the first years. game." Like. People have been looking at that ship since the first game's concept art and like wondering yeah. where the fuck is it, Bungie? Like where is this? And like And then the odd cutscene here and boom. there. It's like Wow oh, here it is. Here wow. it is. Uh, yeah. And then it's there. It's really great. I, th- I think the game's in a pretty good spot right now. Um and it and for people listening who have been out of the loop with news, it's free to play um everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um you of course have to buy uh Shadowkeep and Forsaken still. Um but you can jump right in the Shadowkeep. You don't have to buy Forsaken if you don't want to do like the Black yeah. Forge stuff or any of that shit. You don't need to do it. Um yeah. I think the Forsaken campaign is very good and worth playing um for the missions, but um you, there's no rush on that stuff. You don't need to do it to to play with your friends. So um, and it's actually, um, I got to experience the free-to-play stuff through a proxy, through my cousin getting into the game, so I could speak to, like, what yeah. you can and can't do, and, like, what what your experience is like jumping in free-to-play while your friends all own Shadowkeep. My cousin jumped in, and um, you're able to do all the strikes, all the Crucible stuff, all the Nightfalls. Uh, you can go to the moon and do patrols. Um, the only things you can't really do are the story stuff from Shadowkeep. But, like, my my cousin jumped, jumped on, and he hasn't played so Destiny. So can he still do um, Vex, Vex Offensive or no? Um, Vex Offensive is part story. of the season pass um, that comes uh, with Shadowkeep. Okay. So, like, that, like, activity, like, the new activities activities, like, the actual, yeah. like, like Vex Offensive and um, what are some other content. new shits? Just yeah, yeah. Content. But, like, he could jump into the strike playlist and get into mm-hmm. one of the new strikes. So, like... Oh, okay. Um, like, and what's nice is a lot of people were, like... I, I, saw, I was really confused by, by the reactions people had. Like, like oh, man, the free-to-play thing sucks because you're doing these old story missions for no reason. And uh, all the gear that drops still upgrades for you. So, like... My cousin did the campaigns. He did um, he did the Red War, he did Warmind, and he did Curse of Osiris. He did all the three of those campaigns. And by the time he was done, his light level was 910. So I Damn. think it's totally worth doing those. Yeah. Because you're still getting blues and legendaries and stuff to drop at your light level and above your light level. Like, like so I don't quite understand that it's not rewarding to do those for a new player aspect. Because it very clearly is. Because my cousin started the Shadowkeep campaign mm. over 900. So it's like, I don't know if people were just didn't. Like they didn't think they'd get anything for doing that, but like loot still drops. So yeah. um, I think I the know. biggest thing, the biggest negatives I've heard in this post Activision um, Destiny is that the Eververse is balked in the way that prices are set up at They're the insane. moment. It just feels a bit weird. They're insanely expensive. Um, and the it's a shame. Um, the level boost. For some reason, is absurdly expensive. And it's, it's not like even worth it. It's not even worth it either. Um, no, because you can just be like, "Hey, I've got some crap armor. I'm sticking it in my yeah. bolt." Yeah, it truly. The, you're done. The boost existing makes about as much sense as like me trying to enter the NFL. It makes no sense. Um, those are like, and then obviously people are unhappy about certain guns or whatever sure. that yeah, yeah. don't really affect me or exotics yeah class I'm balance balancing will, people will be mad about balancing since the end of till the end of time yeah. uh, that's stuff I never I've really, really paid attention cru- to but this is the first time I've played um, Crucible on PC it's good I yeah. really enjoy it it's really fun Yeah, I really enjoy I it I enjoy it a lot more than I played on um, console I actually reached max Valor I actually rank. think Valor or Glory 
I actually think the easy, the non-competitive one. I actually think it's pretty balanced too. Like maybe I don't know the ins and outs of the meta, but like I've used while doing Iron Banner and other stuff like that. I've used a lot of different shit just for um, sake of challenges, except for the fusion rifles. I fucking hate using the fusion, fusion rifles. Rifle. I'd I rather hate die. Them. Um, yeah, but like I use I use a lot of stuff. I used pulses. I used scouts. I I used like submachine guns and like a lot of the stuff I have. I'm like, wow, I'm doing really well with a lot of this stuff. I feel like the weapon balance is kind of. Like, in a spot where I feel like you could do well with just about anything except mm-hmm. for fusion rifles. Um, unless you're really good with fusion rifles, then yeah. I hate you because you killed me a thousand times during Iron Banner Week. Um, Bungie, please yep. never make fusion rifle challenges. Luke Smith, I know you listen to this show. Uh, please stop. Just delete the fusion rifles. I don't even use them. Just get rid of them. Get rid of the fusion rifles. Except for linear fusion rifles. Like, sorry. Anyway. But they but they don't count yeah, towards don't count. fusion rifle kills. I, I like Which those. Is. But, uh Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, I think my, uh, in a cool spot. I, I think that my issue with fusion rifles, Ooh. whilst we're on it, is Ooh. it uses special ammo, yep. so you're only going to get two shots. Yeah, it sucks. And your chances of getting a killing blow with those two <laughs> shots, <laughs> yeah. When you're not one, when you're not used to using fusion rifles, and two, because Dude. they take so goddamn long to charge up, they, you're like, this is this is potluck. They disabled Telesto. For that week. Yeah, because everyone was breaking. I it. got my kills with it. Thankfully, I, I didn't know I had it in my vault, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" I've been complaining I, about Telesto. I didn't know I had the damn gun. Uh, I didn't know about Telesto. People was I suddenly saw people saying, "Hey, Zer's got Telesto. You should go grab it because it's useful for the thing." The moment I grab it, um, the next time I log in, there's the patch that disables Telesto. I can't, they've been doing right. that recently, where they've been disabling certain exotics for certain moments because it's broken until they fix it. Um, and I actually think I actually think they shouldn't do that. I think, um, I I think you fucked up. Let the weapon stay. I I don't know. Bungie's so slow to implement yeah, a patch, they, so like that's the why weird they disabled thing is it. That one challenge where they used the wrong icon. What was it? They used mm. a sniper rifle icon saying get grenade launcher kills but it's actually supposed to be a submachine gun they're like all right that was that was 100 percent on us we super cocked up just have that challenge for free yeah so it's like you do both yeah and it doesn't work but yeah i, yeah. I think overall I haven't, I haven't, game's in a good spot <laughs> Abby, you should I play look forward to seeing what happens for the next year Abby, it's free destiny. now ebby it's free ebby <laughs> yeah and there's bows and rangers. Ooh. Ooh, they just put out that exotic heavy bow. I gotta get it. Um, there's a quest for it at the gunsmith. I actually, Ken Ross, did you see the lore in that quest? Did you read about that at I've all? I've not seen it. I No. So, um... Uh, not, Exos, I don't pay much attention like the, to exotics. The numbers on Exos, like, represents the amount of times they've been yeah. reset. And yeah. Exo... Like, usually, um, like, you don't hit, like, that high. Um... Like the way, what is what is Banshee up to? Banshee forty four, um, yeah. Like that's a really high number for an EXO to be reset. So like his memory is kind of on the fritz. And yeah. in the in the quest dialogue for the exotic bow, he's telling you like where to get a certain thing, and he says, mm-hmm. "Why don't you just go ask Cade um, where to get it?" And so Banshee's oh, no. Banshee still thinks Cade's alive. Uh, in his current oh, reset, no. it's very sad. It's very fucking like it's like wow, Bungie, fuck you, fuck you too. Uh, uh, that's really mean. Um, but um, yeah, I think he calls him his buddy K too. I think. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was, it was a neat little moment like that. That like goes into the ongoing story stuff with Destiny, which I think is cool. Um, the way they're doing it nowadays. Um, so many little pieces of dialogue to catch and and take in. Um, but yeah, um, Destiny. 
Good stuff. Let me cross out Justin. the list here. Yeah, let me cross this out the list here. Uh, yeah. Let me cross it. I'm not talking about this. Cross out the list. Sorry. Um, what did you What did you delete that you weren't going to talk about? Asgard's Wrath. Now we'll always know. The new, Oc- the new Oculus game. Um, the new big 40-hour oh, RPG from Oculus Studios. I thought um, you were talking about... No, there wasn't uh, an Asgard game that had DLC paid ending. Um, yeah, that was... was Asgard's um, Wrath, wasn't it? Um... <laughs> Shit! Oh no, that was a, that was Asura. Asura. Asura's oh, wrath. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, yeah. I, I was actually like going like, "Wow, he's right." Um, <laughs> I, I, and, I was, and I was googling Asgard's wrath as if I was going to get the other game, but I was yeah. just getting the yeah. other game. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't play that enough. That has strong um, goatee list contender written all over it. It's basically VR God of War in an RPG that's really high budget and it's pretty fucking mm. amazing. Um, but I have a lot of co- um, conflicting thoughts nowadays as my knees like somehow get worse um of playing a vr game that's over 40 hours long um yeah. in a game that doesn't feel right to sit in um and i love mm-hmm. standing and playing vr i love it i love playing beat saber i love playing skyrim i played skyrim for many hours in vr on P- between psvr and pc um that i'm playing asgard draft and i'm like man i love this game but this game's like 40 hours long i'm never gonna beat this because the chunks that i'm playing it in are so mm. short because I, I can't stand in VR like longer than an hour, an hour and a half before like my back and knees to start like giving out on me. Sounds like, like you need to get knee braces. It sounds like I need to get ring fit and get fit. I mm-hmm. really want it. The more I hear about ring fit, the more I want it. Dude, I watched I the Easy it. Ally stream and I'm like, I need to play this game. It looks so fun. I have it, but you know, getting over the it. hurdle of actually yeah. starting the Here's thing the is problem. problem right now. That's, yeah, that's it. It's Here, like, here's once my you start, problem. you'll probably be fine. Is, It'll get you, you get your game brain going. My room's on the, the third floor, yeah. and I didn't realize there's a lot of running in place in that game. And you can, uh, There is like a quiet mode, but no. I don't think... I, I live... Well, I live... Uh, my room is on the second floor, and it's an old house, so the floors are really creaky, Creep. so I'm yeah. going to play it in the kitchen. <laughs> And yeah. like, and like well, I, I want to get switch, all I can. Out. You can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can just take the switch and put it in the living room. Yeah. Well, I'm buying this next week. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. My one reservation beat, was go like, I'm gonna that. shake the whole fucking house. I'm on the third floor. I sneeze <laughs> and everyone goes, "Okay." Buff dragon. It's like so. It's like, you know. Um, but yeah, so that's why we're I all gonna get okay. fit next year. Um, oh yeah. man, what if my totally achievable. <laughs> Thanks. Nintendo. Goal for next year is beat Ring Fit Adventure. The game looks really <laughs> fun to play too, like polished. It honestly looks, it looks like polished. every time I look at it, I'm like, did the Zelda team, did the Breath of the Wild team just split off? I'm and impressed do with what I watched because it looks like similar UI, similar art. It seems like a perfect, a perfectly social media marketable game too. Like I see a lot mm. of people. I saw it hit Jimmy Fallon. Like a lot of people are like posting high scores for some of the mini games, and like it's the perfect kind of here. Let me post a picture of myself sweaty type of game. That then it's like, wow, what is that? Yeah. And then it's like, wow, Jimmy Fallon's playing it. Wow, what's this? And like it's perfect. Like it seems so silly when it was announced, and a lot of people were like, what Nintendo? What are you doing? But it's like I think it's a really neat idea. And like I thought it was the idea back then too. I don't know, but like um, I I think it's another one of those interesting things where. We fit was obviously a big thing, and you're like, does it actually help your fitness? Sure, sure. The we fit, you, yeah, you can say the yoga might help a fair bit for balance and, and like posture and thing like that. But more about posture and yeah, yeah. So like, does does ring fit adventure actually count as as well exercise? Uh, 
as long as it gets your heart rate. I pumping, mean, movements. Mo- yeah, I guess so. Because uh, like, there's people so. who have lost weight playing Beat Saber, and you're just standing there waving your arms around. But like, as long as your heart's pumping fast, then then I mean, the cardio is yeah, doing technically its exercise. So it's like it's just. I guess it's just not like. Um, you're probably not going to get well, jacked. You're only you're only doing cardio. Yeah. You're not doing any sort of other. Like you're not going to um, look like the Rock after you're done playing Ring. You're not going to look like the buff dragon you're trying to beat, but you'll be yeah a couple hundred pounds lighter. So <laughs> all I can find out about the development of Ring Fit Adventure is that it was made by Nintendo EPD, who. Oh. Yeah, I, I, it's nothing to me. Did Breath of the Wild? So. I don't know oh, why okay. I said that as if I know who that is. Ah, EPD. Ah. I, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it stinks of EPD. It's the Nintendo Entertainment Planning and Development Division. Oh, so just their R and D guys? No, different to R and D. Sounds like R and D. It's got developing it. Um, but fair enough. Yeah. Either way, a lot of people seem to enjoy it. I'll probably be like, hey, Christmas, you want to get me oh, yeah. a, a Wii Fit thing again? <laughs> Without Just a board. Like the old days. Yeah. I feel like a ring's easier to store than a than a board. You can hang that on a coat hook. Yeah, man. You can just wear it around your neck. Apparently, you can also, <laughs> <laughs> you can also use the ring when the game's not on to do... Yeah. Oh. Up, to, up to 500 reps or something. It's something like that. So you can just be like, people are like, oh, you could take it to work and like sit at work and uh, I'm yep. not taking that thing. <laughs> wow, what's Bill doing over there? <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> He's breathing heavily and his arms are going weird. Because <laughs> you just need the Joy-Con attached to it. You don't actually need to take your Switch with you when you yeah. do that stuff. And it stores it on, yeah, the, just... on the Joy-Con, I guess. Huh, I don't know. Or the little... Or in the ring. Like the box know. that it's... yeah. I will say though their name naming conventions have gone a bit downhill. Calling the character that the ring represents in the game Ring. Mm. <laughs> oh, what's my name? Oh, it's Ring. Ring. <laughs> Thanks. The so yeah, hero, that's, uh, ring. that's that's ten minutes um, talked about a game that none of us have played. Sick. <laughs> Abby, what have you played? I want to talk about Fire Emblem. Do it. I'm sorry, Bill. I'm it's calling okay. you out. It's okay. You said you were going to play it, and then I I gave I it more, you about playing it, and then you gave it up. I gave it more shots. I did give it more shots, but as I was playing it again, I'm like, I have to be honest with myself. Um, I have to be honest with myself, and I need to stop trying to play genres that I think I like, and then and then all I instead of instead of like here's my problem is I think that like oh yeah I fucking like turn based strategy I really do I like this shit. Like, I just don't like that one game. And then it's like, I play that one game, and it's like, yeah, that game just stinks. Like, XCOM. I don't like playing XCOM. I never enjoyed it. So then it's like, but I like Fire Emblem, because I like anime. I like JRPGs. I like Nintendo. And then I'll play Fire Emblem Awakening, and I'll play it for like eight hours, and I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't really feel like playing that anymore. But yeah, I just don't like playing on a 3DS. And then, and then like, one comes out on the console, and I'm playing it, and I'm like, yeah, this game's slick. I love this stuff. And then as I'm playing it, and I try to, I keep playing, I keep trying, keep trying, keep trying, I'm like, I just don't ever feel like playing it. I think I just don't like turn-based strategy. It's nothing to do with Fire Emblem. Um, and like, cause I, I, I bounced off XCOM. I bounced off Into the Breach. I bounced off every game that is turn-based strategy, except for the very first Valkyria Chronicles. And I bounced off Valkyria Chronicles 4. So, like, mm. I think I just liked Valkyria Chronicles 1, and that was the only <laughs> turn-based strategy And that's how game. you decided you liked an entire <laughs> genre. 
That's how I, I mean, to be fair, that's, that's how, how I how tricked myself into thinking like, wow, I like being a commander and like commanding these guys. Um, and then it's like, actually, Bill, you're t- now that I'm 27, I'm too lazy to be a commander. And like, <laughs> I feel irresponsible trying to level up all these guys and, and like figure out the best way to do it. And like, don't, because like, don't mistake me. Like I, as I'm playing Fire Emblem, I was playing it on the couch two weeks ago. I'm laying there and I'm like trying to get back into it. And I'm like, 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 you know, cause I just beat like Yakuza 6 or whatever. And I'm like, all right, let's play some Fire Emblem. Let's play Fire Emblem. Um, and I'm playing it and I'm like, yeah, this game kind of rules, right? Like I really liked, I go back to the Academy and it's fun to like check the boxes there and like go fishing and like talk to people. And I like these characters. Um, I haven't, I've barely done anything, but I'm like, I like these characters. And, and then I get into the fighting and I'm like, I just like one, one here's how I know it's not for me. This the genre. And mm-hmm. like, and again, nothing to do with Fire Emblem. Like I, Is it I, the permadeath? I have this, nah, um, uh, our show's fine. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> when you enter a new battle and it shows you the map and I look at it and go, oh, <laughs> how am I going to get to that guy? Uh, See, we have opposite vibes then. Yes. I got into like some of the last battles, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what, that's, hell yeah. That's how most people like when I read um, like people's reactions to Fire Emblem, and like and like like people who say that like because there's a lot of people who like even say this one's not hard enough. Like there are people out there who will look at that map and go like, oh, I can't wait to like crack this code. Like it's a puzzle for them. Like they they can't wait to crack mm. it. And like I wish. I looked at it that way because, like, that'd be fun for me. Um, but like, my brain just goes, "This is a lot of work, and I don't want to do it." And I'm- I, I think I am halfway between the two of you uh, because towards the end of the game, when I look at like the super tough maps, oh. I'm like, I have really struggled with some of these. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna deal with that guy. Jesus Christ, he's on a dragon, really um, and all of my dudes have been dying. <laughs> Um, and I'm generally bad at, like, every time, every get every Fire Emblem game I've played, all three of them, um, I've been like, alright, this time, I'm gonna change up where I, where I spawn on the map, and I'm gonna actually plan out uh-huh. where people are going. I, I do it, like, twice, and I'm like, nah, default's fine, just go. <laughs> and I very rarely, yeah. like, change my the people that are out and about mm-hmm. so i will always have it's the same as with pokemon i'll have a super strong team and even if they're not the appropriate team they're super strong they're gonna do it <laughs> and yeah i end up with people that either i mean and fire is the worst because you get like the social stuff and you're like i really like these people and i don't care for any of the others so i'm not going to train them and thus i never care for them and thus they just sort of sit there being useless. I think I'm just too stupid. I, I think, <laughs> I think, I think, like as much as like people will even say this is an easier game in the series. I think for the genre, okay, stupid maybe not the word. That sounds too insulting. I think I'm just not patient enough mm-hmm. with the mm. setup in these games and like managing your party because like it's a larger party than most RPGs. I'll probably all most mostly all RPGs like yeah. stra- turn based strategy games like you have a larger collection of units that's like Valkyria Chronicles 4 like I was playing it and I'm like holy shit so, like, I can't manage all these people stop adding people I can't I'm not, I, I can only have in my life well I Persona, can... Fi- Persona 5 had that for me yeah. towards the end it's like yeah. hey we're gonna suddenly add another Phantom Thief there was, like, there was stress what's the point there was there's two hours left yeah, of the sure. game um, 
I'm a little. I can't level this person. It's up. a little easier for me to manage in certain JRPGs, um, especially ones that keep everyone the same level, like Dragon Quest. Like your whole party, even benched ones, yeah. will get XP. Um, uh, but I just suck at managing it. I'm, t- I'm too impatient, and it's like there's definitely optimal ways to run this character, or like you know the best ways to like train them in the academy or whatever. And I'm playing, yeah. it and I'm like, I don't know if. I'm into the genre enough to really dig into these like mechanics in, in, and give them the time that they deserve because I feel like this game is awesome and I'm not giving it their proper attention that it deserves. Because um, it's. A, I mean, I'm never going to go into i. I'm never going to go into IVs and EVs and Pokemon, and that's like the academy stuff. I'm like, oh, maybe that is what's trying to be done here, and I'm actually not min-maxing this properly. Yeah. And I'm specking I... people into the wrong zone. I'm like, screw it. I think this person wants to learn to fly. <laughs> um, well, usually the unit will say, I want to do this, yeah. and that's like their... Yeah. yeah. Their um, base... Well, no, not... But a default class would be more appropriate. Yeah. And you don't have to min-max with Fire Emblem Three Houses because it is pretty easy on, like, a scale of things. Yeah. Um... The only, like, big choices that you really have to make when it comes to classing characters is who's going to be the dancer, because we only get one dancer in the entire game. Yeah. Um, I picked and... the one that always dies. Like, Not... she cannot live. She lives for... Is it Flane? Yes, it's Flane. Uh, <laughs> she lives for a while, and I'm like, yeah, this is why dancers are cool, because now... Um... He's not called Felix. There is a guy called Felix. <laughs> Not the guy that I'm thinking of. What does he look like? Uh, he's um, the Blue Lions guy. Dimitri. Dimitri. Man, Dimitri's just killed two dudes. Go dance for him. He'll kill another two dudes. Um, and that's why dancers are cool. And then they they will focus her and she'll die in one hit and she can't defend herself. So Yeah, you need, you need to like pick a good unit that has good evasion or good defense. But she was so confident. When the I, time came, she's like, I, I really want to be a dancer. I'm really good at dancing. I'm like, great. <laughs> Off you go. For my first playthrough, I did child. pick her. Mm-hmm. And forgot to class her into dancer, so just didn't have a dancer for my first <laughs> playthrough. Um, then I chose Marianne for my second playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, just because she's pretty and I like her. And then I was like, you know what I'm going to do for the last one is I'm going to completely reclass a hero that's usually like a like a, nin- um, like a cavalier. Yeah. Um, like a lance cavalier is his default mm-hmm. thing. So I chose Sylvain. And he's yep. my dancer. And he is incredible. <laughs> like, nothing <laughs> hits him. When it does hit him, it doesn't do damage. And it's, it's just great. I love it. Um... But I, I can kind of understand where Bill's coming from in terms of like not having patience and stuff because yeah. this is the first Fire Emblem game and I think it's because of Heroes because Heroes is so reliant on IVs and builds of Heroes and what skills mm-hmm. they have and how you trigger them and like it, that game is very, very dependent on all of that stuff. Whereas every Fire, Fire Emblem game I've played before, you can just like leave their default stuff on and you'll get through the game fine, like it's not an issue. Um, so with Three Houses, that was the first time on, like, a main series Fire Emblem game where I've gone, right, if I level them up in Sword, they'll get this skill. 
and I want that skill for this build. And I've been like, it's really fun to me to try mm-hmm. and like figure out does death blow work on this character, or does like lockpick work better on this character because they have a higher movement type, so they can get to chests faster or whatever. Yeah. So like, I've really really enjoyed figuring that stuff out, and. Fire Emblem Three Houses, I think, might be, personally, not my favourite Fire Emblem game, but I think it's the best one I've played so far, mm-hmm. um, and I think I, it's the I most accessible one, by far. Mm-hmm. I can get behind that. Um, I do, like, I want to rebuy it so that I can play through the other the other routes. Yeah, um, I still have two routes to do, because I... Did Golden Deer first, and then I did Blue yep. Lions, and now I'm on yep. another Golden Deer playthrough. Mm. I just don't want to play Black Eagles. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I just don't want to. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to buy a capture card that's better than the one I have at the minute, and I'm going to stream Black Eagles, because I feel like that's the only way I'm going to get through it. Yeah. That's um, how I felt about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and it's not um, because, like... Oh, the game the game's super bad and I don't want to do a third playthrough unless I've got moral support there or whatever. I want to do that third playthrough. I just really don't want to kill the characters that I have fallen in love with over the course of like the other two routes. Yeah. Um and Black Eagles looks like it's the roughest one for that. Um But I love I love Fire and Three Houses a lot. It's real good. <laughs> I really like it. I do wish that I could, because, like the the the, the uh, skills and all of that sort of micro stuff. I know that I like micromanagement from other games, and I don't know what it is about about these games that I just don't want to do it or can't do it. I'm just like, nope. I feel like nope. I've learned a lot by playing Heroes. To mm. be fair, I don't because I never did it in Awakening or Fates or. Uh, echoes or anything like that. Never bothered yeah. with it. I just didn't like feel the need to because you could get through those games pretty easily. Yeah. Gr- granted, I was playing on casual mode then because I was a casual and I didn't want my characters to die, and that's the reason. Yeah, I still so, play on casual because I, um... I don't feel like there's much need for casual mode anymore, and I know that's. I don't. I don't want it to sound like me. Belitting, belittling you mm. play casual because I'm not. If Get you don't play casual, that's fine. But <laughs> no, like <laughs> the kidding. reason, like I would gladly, if these people were robots, I would gladly play on normal mode. But they're characters, and I like the characters, and I have horrific luck. The characters I like are typically the ones who die. Well, uh, I, recommend I just don't want to deal with it. I recommend for your next playthrough trying it on classic mode. Uh, and the reason I say that is because. If you do a new game plus playthrough, you have so many uses of uh, Times Pulse oh, or Divine yeah. Pulse or whatever it's called. Um, you have so many uses of that that it's literally not an issue. Uh, unless you choose your character, like, unless a character dies and you go, no, I can't be bothered to go back, <laughs> then yeah. you're not going to lose any characters. Okay. And it means that you I learn by going, yeah. okay, if I put that character there, they're going to die. Because mm. when you use uh, Divine Pulse, it doesn't, like, give you another chance at evasion or whatever. No, like, it's... the result... I The first time I used it, I was like, okay, maybe this time they'll go in and they'll hit. I was like, nope, it didn't. Okay, so it will literally do this thing every time. Yeah. And it's not like RNG. It is, this is what's going to happen if you get Bernadetta 
Bernadette to shoot this guy again. Yeah. He will murder her. <laughs> he will dodge somehow and he will kill her with one shot. Yeah. So, okay. So you, you learn through that mm. like what you should and shouldn't be doing and I think it just makes you a better Fire Emblem player. Not like it's a competitive game that you need to be like super good at or whatever. And maybe at that point, when I'm better at it, I'll be able to play Wargroove because I can't get past the third level. That's the other <laughs> game I stopped playing. <laughs> Another, it has another been one sat on my Switch the entire time. I'm I like, just, man, I, had, I really like the style of it. I really like where yeah. it's going, and I can't beat the third level because it's really. I hard. should have realized back then that like I, did, <laughs> like, I just keep buying turn-based strategy games. I never. I suck Instead, them you're all. offending me, Bill. You're offending well, in, me. <laughs> in your defense, when they like they were saying Wargroove was going to be slightly more old schooly, so it might have been a more brutal game. Excuse me. Anyway, and so three houses. Yeah, it's unfortunate that Wargroove came out the same year as Three Houses. If I'd actually, actually played more of Wargroove, I wouldn't feel so bad. But it's just like Three Houses just feels better to play. I'm successful at it. I'm not successful at Wargroove. I will probably choose to play Fire Emblem over over Wargroove. Yeah, but I I in the in the like. Uh run up to this game coming out they were releasing like a lot of information about mm-hmm. about the game to the point where I after playing the game decided just to look through what people were saying about it and there were videos that came out before the game released and before the leak started coming out that yeah. exactly predicted who the flame emperor was <laughs> Uh, I I think if people can do that from the information that you've released, you've released too much information. Um, I still think that my idea for the Flame Emperor is far more satisfying. I don't remember what your idea was. Um, that it depended on what house you were with. I guess that doesn't make sense in the overall like context of the story, though, because the story is. From yeah, what I understand, from, Black from Eagles complete... and Blue Lions stories are very interwoven, and Golden Deer are just yeah. like off doing their own thing. Yeah, like knowing an entire story arc, I'm like, okay, I understand why it will always be this way. But coming at it from the very beginning, yeah, and then at that point, being like, you know what, it'd be really neat if this is the way that it worked. Yeah, yeah, I, I suppose so, but um. I yeah in the la- in the run up to this game I basically didn't know anything about it I chose to ignore everything that they were releasing about the game because I knew I was going to buy it I didn't need to be more hyped yeah. up because it's a new Fire Emblem game so obviously I'm going to buy it and yeah. I'm really glad that I did that because it felt like a very very blind experience and I don't know that I've had that with a Fire Emblem game before Awakening, maybe? Awakening, maybe, but I wasn't, like, invested in Awakening mm. then. And even then, I sort of knew, because um, I remember Bill and Yokorama were talking about it on an episode of Permadeath one time. Like, I knew that there were going to be units that were born because you paired up two units. Or yeah. Whatever. So, like, I didn't know anything about whether there was going to be second generation characters or not. Like, hadn't heard anything about it, Didn't didn't know what to expect, so... Yeah. 
I'll tell you. So they basically added two things to this this game, right? They added the the divine pulse, no, and the most useful thing, uh, useless thing, battalions. Battalions are only useful in very certain circumstances. <laughs> Most um, of the time, they didn't seem to work. <laughs> if if you look at old footage of the game, um, battalions were supposed to replace the weapon triangle. Um, oh, because if you look at like the first trailer for Three Houses, they have the battalions like making formations that you would then attack with, and like yeah. certain formations would be better against other formations. Okay, um, but they had to get rid of that for some reason. I assume it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> and they needed to release the game. Uh, but they never put the weapon triangle back in. So... I did wonder why things weren't working quite as well as I thought they would. Yeah, because I still play that game as if it's got the weapon triangle in. It's just, like, <laughs> ingrained into me. Yeah. Um. So I didn't know yeah, that the weapon triangle wasn't in it until I never got the tutorial <laughs> saying, here's what the weapon triangle is. But yeah, I think it's just a fun game to experiment with as well in terms of uh, teaching whichever units to do what. Mm. Um, like, you don't have to have Claude end up being a wyvern archer. You can make him do something completely different if you want to. And I think that's cool because it means that it's replayable in a way where you can do something completely different and see what builds work for certain characters. Like, obviously, yeah. not every character is going to be the best at everything, because mm. they have, if you... Base stats. Yeah, they have stats, and when you are leveling up their skills in the classroom, they have, like, a blue arrow that points up next to it if they're good at it, and a red arrow that points down if they're bad at it. So... Or the stars, if they're, like, not good at it now, but they'd be very good at it if yeah. you taught them it. It's just, it's a very, very... Hmm, what's the word? I don't know what the word is. Customizable. Cu yeah, customizable experience, which I enjoy a lot because I can't, I can, I cannot tell you the amount of times that I've gone in in another Fire Emblem game. Like, oh, Alm's the Lord, so he'll be, you know, mm. using a sword and whatever. Selic is a mage, so she'll just be using Ragnarok or whatever. And then you get all these side characters that come in as like Myrmidons, and then you're just gonna keep them, yeah. <laughs> keep them on that sort of sword infantry user path when you can when you could reclass units before. I just didn't. I'd never thought to. But it's made it very easy to see, you know, what your options are in this one. I do wish that the the house leader and a couple like one other dude weren't always so OP for me because I wanted Byleth to be MVP for the, the morale boost but Dimitri or uh, it's been so long since I played I can't remember names black haired guy who I turned into a ninja um, black haired guy who you turned into a ninja yeah uh, <laughs> he's like the super sou he's like we shouldn't trust anyone I'm going to work on my own I'm always going to train that guy um, Sorry, what you broke up? <laughs> the the guy who the loner guy in Felix. Blue, Blue Lions, Felix. They would always steal MVP from me, and they'd get a morale boost or whatever. And, but no one else would, yeah. But no one else would. I'm like, oh for God's sake! I was trying so hard with Bylev. I did made him do everything, but they happened to do slightly more damage or more kills or whatever it is that they calculated on. I'm like, ah. So that is both my favorite thing and my least favorite thing that <laughs> seems to happen. I mean, you can just not use them. 
I could, but they're so good. <laughs> <laughs> and also recovering um, materials to rebuild the... Um, they're not artifacts, they're not legendary weapons. Whatever. Oh my god, what are they called? Um, whatever. I like You have to have umbral steel to repair them, and you said that you had to like fight monsters in the the planning thing and they would just never drop it for me it like the things because i didn't realize you had to attack them all break them from f- all four sides which mm. is just a pain in the ass it's just not worth it so that was kind of unfortunate but yeah, I, I, re- I very much enjoyed it uh another thing that i really like about fire emblem three houses before we mm-hmm. move on because i'm sure bill's just like running out of patience with this conversation Keep going. <laughs> um <laughs> i love the characters in fire emblem three houses yeah, um, I there's think... a there's a good blend in every house that you're like. I want to steal that person. I like mm, any work what? of fiction that pits their fans against each other. Side, <laughs> I love it. it. It feels like Dimitri and Claude are sort of like there together. Like everyone's like, yeah, I like Dimitri and Claude. But if you like Edelgard, you're the enemy. <laughs> um, well, it's, it's the, it's the My favourite thing is that there is one character in the game who's a bit of a womanizer. He's in the Blue Lion's house. Yeah. Bit of a womanizer. Um, and the way that you recruit him is, you know, usually a unit will be like, you need to be good at dexterity and heavy armour. For some reason, that was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, you need to be good at decks and heavy armor, and then I'll think about joining your house. You need to be good at magic and strength, or whatever. Yeah. And there's one character, his name is Sylvain, where if if you just play female Byleth and you ask him to join your house, he just will. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I think that's really it great. Makes total, it makes total sense. It does, yeah. Um, so you don't... If you play as female Byleth, you have a bit of an advantage because you, you, have, just, a, you have a free character. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's really because I was Creative. I was just yeah. like um, dicking around with the chat options or whatever it was. Yeah, and I accidentally pressed recruit on like the first conversation I'd had with him, and he mm. went, "Yeah, sure, be there tomorrow if you class." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" Like um, I saw there was a like someone did some artwork of basically. Golden Deer House having everyone in it because everyone wanted to be with Claude. I don't know if it is possible to recruit literally everyone so that the other houses are you decimated. You can recruit. There's some debate as to who Claude's retainer is. Um, but you can't recruit the house leader and mm-hmm. you can't recruit their retainer. So yeah. you can't recruit Hubert, Edelgard, um, Dimitri, Dadu. Claude and either Hilda or Lorenz. I don't know who which one it is. Okay. Um, I think it because I be feel Lorenz. like that that might make some uh, some later game stuff a lot <laughs> a lot easier if there's not a cap on how many people you're able to recruit. Well, here's the thing. You know how you earn? Oh God, what they're called? You earn like points. I've not played the game in a while. That you use at the saint statues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You earn those points, and then mm-hmm. you can either spend them on the saint the saint statues, or you can just hoard them. Yeah. If you hoard them and keep them for a new game plus playthrough, you can automatically level up anything that you had in your previous playthrough. Yeah. So immediately when I start a new playthrough now, my professor level is at A. Um, mm-hmm. So I get 
maximum actions. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then if I have a certain character in mind, I can go, right, they want me to learn about swords, so I'm just going to level up my sword to, like, S rank with those points or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's easier in subsequent playthroughs. I don't mm-hmm. think I recruited anyone apart from Sylvain in my first playthrough. Yeah, I recruited um, Bernadetta and Dorothea in my first playthrough. And that was just happenstance. Um, uh, but then I had to kill a bunch of Blue Lion students and it made me feel bad, so... Mm. <sighs> oh, yeah. I look forward to playing it again. And, yeah, uh... look out for me streaming it because uh, I'm going to make Bill watch yeah. so he can see... He's not He's not patient enough to play it, he'll be patient enough to watch it. Yeah, you just got to watch me... There we go. <laughs> plan. Go Meticulously plan. And I was playing Black Eagles, too, so, you know, it all works Perfect. out. You're the enemy, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, I think the game's cool. I think it's really well made. I think it's an awesome game. There's a lot I really like about it. I just know my limits. I, I Well, I Do guess I didn't know my limits that bought it. <laughs> but, like, I'm starting to learn to, like, understand, like, Billy, just because everyone else says this game is great doesn't mean you have to play it. Um, even like, if you, like even if you board. agree, it's great. Um, like yeah, like I wouldn't. Yeah, you know what's funny? Actually, Kenosh, you bring up Bloodborne. Um, I actually think, like you know, how I was like Valkyria Chronicles One is like the only term mm-hmm. I think Bloodborne is the only from software game I actually like. Um, <laughs> I've learned this because I don't like Sekiro, and yeah. I played a lot of Dark Souls One. Don't feel like beating it. Um, I think I just like Bloodborne. I think that's a, I think I'm just a Bloodborne fan. <laughs> like that's I have I uh, I've got Code Vein sitting on my desk to try. But to give it that a go. And I say and yeah. that's why I say from that's why I say from software fan. Yeah. Because I love Neo. I think I like this like Neo. I will pick up next month's uh, this month's PS Plus game is Neo. Yes. And uh, right now it's open beta for Neo Two this weekend, so I'm gonna check that out when we're mm. done recording. Um, uh, I think I'm I'm a, more of a fan of the Souls likes that have come from the Souls existence than playing the majority of the From games. People beat the shit out of me for that, but like. Bloodborne, I think, is their best game and that I've played and speaks to my sensibilities. But then, like, I yeah. like Neo more than Sekiro. Well, like, Sekiro? Ugh. Sorry. Um, well, I mean, you seem to like Yakuza more than you like GTA. There we go. I mean, I don't that, think those are really that. <laughs> that well, Yakuza was supposed to be the Japanese GTA. I guess it's also the people who are like, hey, Saints Row. I like that they like the the likes than they do the yeah. I like GTA actual... though. Um, no. I just never really talked about five. Um, uh, was that yeah. like? Was that like before our time? Um, I don't think so. I feel like, well, to be honest, I always Five's feel like always that game around. came out last year because they're always re-releasing yeah. some form yeah. or another. So. Except on Switch. Why is it not on Switch? That's the real. Question. I honestly don't know. There's honestly, gotta be a reason know. for it, but I don't know what that reason is. Hookers. <laughs> I don't know about that one okay. I'm just like why would they put like what is in a Rockstar game that is not in LA Noir but is in GTA I mean I think there is workers fully LA blown nudity yeah. in uh, LA Noir so yeah but it's crime corpses not sexy I mean <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What I'm do you want to talk about, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> control. <laughs> oh my god, that was a funny. Yeah, right. yeah, it's all about control. 
I love Control. <laughs> Control was a new game from Remedy Entertainment. Uh, is it Remedy Entertainment? Is it Remedy Games? Fuck if I know. Uh, eh, something. Sorry, Sam Lake. I fucked the... Uh, I was right. Um, from Remedy... I mean, you said both of them. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, I was right. From Remedy Entertainment. Um, well known for... You started with Remedy Games. Yeah. So you weren't right. I think I said Remedy Entertainment first. Uh, roll no, back the Remedy tape, Games. listeners. And if Bill was right, Ooh. hashtag Bill was right to the Permadeath Podcast Twitter. At Permadeath Podcast, hashtag Bill was right. Hashtag um, by Metroid. Um, hashtag, nah. <laughs> uh, put it on Switch. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the new game from people who are well-known for Max Payne, 1 and 2, uh, for Alan Wake, for Lesser, uh, lesser Quantum Break. Um, this is their new game. And boy, oh boy, I was not expecting it to be so tightly tied to Alan Wake. Um, what a pleasant surprise for this Alan Wake fan. For Remedy Entertainment to just basically say, hey, we hear you. you we know you want Alan Wake 2. We get it. We get it. But we're not making it right now. But here's a whole lot of answers to Alan Wake. And it's many uh, mysteries that were laid upon you in the original game and its two DLCs. And not only that, but we're going to put out an Alan Wake DLC. Wow, thanks. Um, I love this game. I, I wasn't sure because I... I like I love Remedy's stuff. I really liked. Um, I never played Max Payne two, but I played Max Payne one with my dad. I really like Max Payne. What I played of that one, um, and I love Alan Wake, one of my favorite games from last gen. I think it's an interesting game to play nowadays. I think if I recommended someone to play Alan Wake, um, they would have the same reaction to my friend who just tried to play Alan Wake, and that is like the gameplay is not bad, um, but it hasn't aged in a way that like feels meaty anymore. I don't think the game feels bad to play personally, but. Um, I've seen that sentiment shared, and so I just have to take in the feedback that I've seen and uh-huh. use it in future recommendations and say, hey, maybe you might bounce off the gameplay of this. But um, I think Remedy finally cracked their nut, um, cracked the nut, cracked the code in control. Um, they've always been a third-person shooter company. Um, they always have liked incorporating weird ideas and mechanics. Now in Wake, you would shine a flashlight on a ghost, and that would make it vulnerable for you to shoot. Um, That's Luigi's Mansion. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I'm playing Luigi's Mansion 3, and I'm like, man, Remedy stole that shit. Um, <laughs> it's just instead of instead of sucking him in a vacuum, I'm putting a 44 in his head. Um, so it's... Uh, um, this is their, like, hey, we have nailed tra- our traversal, we have nailed our shooting feel, we have kind of nailed a lot of the things that we have gotten wrong or gotten right or over the years and combined elements from Max Payne, Alan Wake, and Quantum Break, all in this package that is, like, tailor-made for me in a way. I, I really love Lynchian-inspired stuff, and it's not just Lynchian-inspired. Like, if you like X-Files, if you like Fringe, um, if you like that kind of, like, sci-fi FBI quirky type of stuff that um, has existed on serial television over the last 20 years um, there's a lot to kind of dig into and like out of control a lot of homages and references to Lynchian stuff and just a lot of general um, touches on Remedy's past um, and in a story that uh, in in Remedy fashion really doesn't make any sense Um which is what I've come to expect is that they don't really ever really tell you a linear story. Um, like Alan Wake really doesn't have an ending, but I think its final moments are really memorable and makes me appreciate it more. Um, this is kind of the same case, except in this case, they let you loose to kind of keep playing afterwards. 
um, implying future iterations. So it's interesting for them to kind of leave off in that direction uh, where they've never done before. But um, yeah, I don't really know um, how to really talk about control necessarily um, because uh, it's a third-person shooter. Like it's very, mm-hmm. it's very. Um, uh, not surprising, I think, in its gameplay. Like, I think for control, like, if you look at it on the outset, it's like, wow, okay, that just, like, controls or looks like... It looks like any um, third-person action game, really. You're levitating, you're throwing rocks, you're shooting mm-hmm. a gun. Um, I bounced off the game hard. I know, I know. I feel sorry for that, because I, I hyped ba- it up. I feel bad, because, like, contextually, I would love this game, Yeah, but... I still am not good at third-person games. Sure. Um, thinking that you're in cover and then you're <laughs> not sucks. Basically, I got to the first boss and then yeah. a little bit beyond there's, I just gave up. I, there's I didn't, problems in here, for sure. This is a game that I don't think I, is perfect game like the com- If it wasn't for the combat and uh, the... Once I fixed the ge- the first generator or whatever it was and suddenly everyone was freed um i spent 20 minutes then lost because i couldn't see where the the waypoint marker essentially mm. was for how to proceed to the next thing so i'm backtracking through this entire place being like where am i supposed to go and it's right in front of me but not yeah. very obvious at that point, I was just like, "This, I'm, I'm just going to get lost and not the fun way." The map sucks um, for sure. The map's really bad, um, and that's like the what I've heard from even my friend who just played it too. Like, you know, like his complaints are like the map. The map's one of the first things people go to. Is like it's really easy to get lost in that thing. It, it really doesn't do a good job of describing. Is this room underground? Is this room above me? Like, yeah, what, every what is single this? floor is on the same sure. layer. You're like, I think let me uh, let me turn the map on its side, um, near near Automata style, which I hated that map. But like, but near Automata gave or, you no um, fucking choice. So like, this one, let me look at it from above, like this. Sure, okay, nice layout. But I have no clue yep. where that room is. Let me take the map and go. Whoop, let me flip it on its side and or, see where um, that dot's sitting. You know, like Divine Beasts. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think Divine Beasts maps are actually pretty good. Yeah, full uh, full 3D map. Yeah. Um, I think, th- you know, like, that would help a lot of the problems out with... Because the main point of getting lost is, like, I don't know where that floor is. Like, is that mm. floor... Because this game is also part kind of like Metroidvania in a way. Um, I don't like to really throw that around so loosely as much as, like, the internet does. But, like, it is, you know, you get abilities I mean, and things. I mean, yeah, you, you pick that, a bit of the and backtrack. Keys and, yeah. But like, you don't know where you're supposed to backtrack to. But that's the thing. is like, if you see a dot on a map and it's like, well, since this game does have Metroidvania elements, like... I don't know if I just can't get there yet or if I'm just dumb and I'm missing the door or I'm missing the floor yeah. it's on. Like, there are moments where, like, I got lost and I'm going, well, maybe I just can't do the side quest yet. And then I, I went back to it, and like, and, like, 10 hours later, I'm like, well, I don't think it ever guided me to the side quest. Maybe I could have done it. And it turns out I just missed the fucking entrance like a moron. So, like, uh, the map's pretty bad. I think the, um, I think some of the boss fights are tuned a little a little too high um, in a way that makes no sense, I think, with the general difficulty of the game. Um, mm-hmm. General enemies, the game has a, um, a mod system, which I actually really like. A lot of people don't, um, but I actually liked it. I just think the management of them is bad. I think you get so many mods that um, going through dupes and getting rid of them is so slow and obnoxious that I can understand why someone would want to bounce off that system entirely and not like utilize it. Um, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time like getting like legendary mods and buffing my guns out to the point where 
headshot damage, I had like a 300% buff on headshot damage with my one gun, so I could just hit the weak spot on enemies and, and drop them in one shot if they were normal enemies, two shots if they were elite enemies. and um, It made the game really trivial, but I loved it because I did that. Like, I made that build. Yeah. Um, like, it's trivial because you made it that way. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to just fuck shit up because... I would get on boss fights that were like, this feels like they tried to like make a Souls or Nightfall. You know what? No, not a Souls boss. It, some of the boss fights, particularly one of the side boss fights, um, where you go into this refrigerator and it takes you into like this pocket dimension. And it's just giant Nightfall Destiny looking boss. And it's fucking so hard. And it has phases and weak spots, and I'm like, wow, this is really impressive, first of all, what this is in here, but this is way too hard. Like, I, mm. I'm i not equipped for this in this game, so I went and built my guy out, and uh, um, really, I fucked bosses up pretty bad for that. But I don't think the difficulty curve is fair, um, even if it gives you some tools to break it. I broke my mods. Like, I shouldn't have, like, near 400% headshot the fir- damage. The, first, the, the, the difficulty curve in the early game is nice slope. You hit first boss. Sure. It's a wall. Sure. It's a cliff. Yeah. And and you and... you have to suddenly learn how to use a new ability in a boss fight where you can die super mm-hmm. quick and it's not actually clear when you're able to hit this guy because yeah. he dodges everything. I was like, yeah. Yeah, you're not alone on that one. That's that's a pretty common thing. And I I've like there's some later game bosses too, like even after you're kitted out, like that just feel like unfair in some ways. I mean mm. I I like this is a game I was gonna recommend to my dad. Um, because he likes Alan Wake and, and everything, and, and I'm like, I was doing his boss fight, and I'm like, I can no longer recommend this to my dad. I feel like I would be punishing him, um, because I know he would get stuck on this boss, and it's just too hard. Um, it, it goes to the increasing list of games that I would gladly watch a Let's Play of. Sure. Because it, I am interested enough in the world and what's going on, I just don't On, on a non-gameplay <laughs> level, which I, I enjoyed, like, the boss fight sucked and the map sucks, um... But, like, what they built with the oldest house is so cool to me, and, like, it's why it's so memorable to me, and why, like, after I beat it, I'm like, wow, that might be my game of the year. I'll I'll see how everything shakes out. At the time, I hadn't played Judgment, and I'm I'm really hot on Judgment. Um, I haven't played Shenmue 3 yet. Yeah, I probably won't this year, actually, Um, just looking at schedule-wise. Shenmue 3, uh, Spiritual Goatee. Um... (laughs) Uh, the oldest house is this is the Federal Bureau of Control's base, and the Federal Bureau of Control investigates altered world events, um, mm. which are these events caused by these objects of power that create these supernatural moments in the United States of America and around the world. And they contextualize Alan Wake as an altered world event, which when you're playing Alan Wake, you never know this. You never think about this because control hasn't existed. But seeing that, like, wow, look, look at that. That makes sense. And then, like, just the way that they retrofit Alan Wake's lore into control is so impressive to me. Um, it goes beyond a simple Easter egg, which is what I thought it was going to be when I found the first lore document for Alan Wake. But they do a lot of Alan Wake stuff in the game, and they contextualize it within the oldest house and this Federal Bureau of Control. And the way that Remedy tells their stories is really goofy in a, in a way that I love that they've kind of carved out their style. They use a lot of FMV, um, real like real life actors. Mm to present to you characters you might not meet in the game like the like the director um and um uh shit 
Um, Doctor, fuck, ah, oh, goddamn it. Um, that's not his name. How did yeah, I forget like his fucking name? Scientist guy. God damn it. He's my favorite character in the game. What the fuck is his name? God damn it. Um, Doctor Stevens. Uh, I gotta look it up because uh, Doctor Darling. Um, and like you just see this character through these like instructional science videos throughout the entire game, and his like descent into like figuring out. How like just how crazy the Federal Bureau of Control is and everything that's going on and what the director is doing and unraveling the story of the oldest house and the Federal Bureau of Control is kind of the plot of that game more so than Jesse's story because like if you're looking to get a fulfilling story for your protagonist I don't really think it's in here and I think that could be a flaw for some people um but I honestly assumed that it was a Beyond Two Souls thing. Um, yeah. so I was like, eh, I'm not really too fussed about this because well, I've seen. What's funny seen is like, like kind of <laughs> like in a way, you're. This isn't a spoiler. It's it's laid out to you in the chapter one of the game. But uh, like you, I think they go meta with it. I think they're going meta with it. Um, Polaris is like this person, not person, but like this like guiding spirit that is with the protagonist, and like she directs her her remarks to Polaris, but she says you, and she's like. It's like talking to you. I feel like Polaris yeah. is the player. But, uh, um, yeah, there's some really interesting, weird fourth wall breaking meta stuff going on in there and a lot of references to their old material. And just the way the house moves and shifts and the variety of environments inside this building is really cool and impressive. And a lot of the side content is really neat. And there's a moment in the game, the ashtray maze, that is one of the coolest moments I've played this year. And, um, it was worth the build up for me alone for that moment because they go big time Alan Wake in there and it just made me so happy. I was really happy playing this game because like I wasn't expecting to be fed so much Alan Wake. Um, mm-hmm. So love it. Absolutely love this game. Uh, if you like Alan Wake and you haven't played it, play the fucking game. That's all, all I can really say to you. If for some reason you've missed it and you love Alan Wake, you can't miss Control. You can't. I order you. The, you, you must play it. Um, Is Control a PlayStation exclusive? No. Okay. Um, it's on because yeah. Quantum Break was Xbox. Xbox yeah. wasn't it? Remedy broke and free of Alan, Microsoft. I know that Alan Wake was on Xbox, so yeah. I was like, "Well, it's a bit weird." But okay. Remedy broke free of Microsoft, and they just actually just got the publishing rights back for Alan Wake um, just Ooh. this past month or so. Um, so exciting times ahead for must, Remedy. Must, uh, must be coming ten uh, year anniversary coming up. Um, I'm sure. Oh, you know what? My honestly, probably not far off. Um, give me Alan Wake too, little bastards. Um, oh, remaster. I'm going to cross it off my list. Control. All right. I have two things left on my list. I have one. I have Luigi, uh-huh. and I have Outer Worlds. What are we starting with? I feel like I have not played a single thing on my own. <laughs> That's fine. I don't have anything. That feels good, though, me. doesn't it? A little, because it means I don't actually have to remember anything that I need to talk about. Yeah. But I also have Astral Chain on my list. Oh, yeah, Astral Chain. That was the one that I thought of half because um, you were talking about suddenly feeling like things were trivial. I'm like, there was a moment where I hit that in Astral Chain. Should I buy Astral Chain? Yeah. Yes. I'll buy it. <laughs> cool, next game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like we need to convince you very hard to buy games, though. I'll just buy the damn thing. I'm going to buy Astral Chain. Astral Chain has, like, weird Dynasty Warriors feeling things of it. Like, the combat just being zen. Whoa. Like, sometimes it is, like, frustrating and you need to actually pay attention, but it's a lot of, like, repetitive action. Bad shit right now. It's. Um, 
ridiculously good. Yeah. When when I first got it, I was super not into it because it wasn't Fire Emblem, so I didn't really care. (laughs) But um, it it does have my persona problem of you unlock like new um, legions throughout (laughs) the game, and obviously you spec out because there's there's skill trees for every single one, and so your first two, you're you're super powered up. They have bonus attack and all this lot skills. And then the rest just don't. And they don't come pre-leveled up. You've got to level them up again. I really did not like the uh, last couple the of legions. I didn't like yeah. the beast legion. I really didn't like the axe legion. No. And aside like, from when just... it told me to use them, I never used them. <laughs> I only used them in combat accidentally when um, when I hit the wrong direction button. Uh <laughs> Because I, I primarily used um, sword and bow. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is the fifth one? Oh, arm. Yeah, arm I used only when required. Um, it was literally just sword and sword and bow. I didn't expect to like the game as much as I did, even though it had a lot of numbers. And I'm like, I'm going to really enjoy this game. I thought, I'm really going to enjoy this game, but... What before it came out, I was thinking if this is longer than like fifteen hours, mm. I just don't have time. <laughs> I just do not have time for a platinum game that overstays its welcome. Um, that being said, I've only finished one platinum game before, um, and that wasn't. I don't think that game was very long. Let's look up uh, how to, how long to beat. But yeah, it came, like it comes to about twelve to eighteen hours. So Which is other... a fair spread, but it depends on how much of the side stuff you're doing. The other game I played was Vanquish, and apparently that game is about six hours long, so... Uh... Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I like the idea of Astral Chain in, like, short bursts, but when it got towards the end where you... you sort of, like, in a bit of a slummy area... Yep. Um, I was doing every single side quest in case I could get my hands on. I thought, you know, I want to get all of the red shards, I want to I clean up... Yeah, I had moments where I'm like, hey, this this place has a lot of side quests, I'm going to do them. And that sort of slum town was a lot of time lost, because pretty yeah. much everyone has something to do, and I had to say, look, I'm not going to I'm not gonna do it all. <laughs> I just can't. Um, I, I'm renting. Uh, I will be honest, though. I would go back to it. I would go back to that game and play it again. I would, too. Um, and I would I play it on the ranked mode. I didn't expect to say that, because I didn't think I would like it as much as I do. But I think... Mm. I don't think you should, Like, I think the story is garbage. Just take the story out of the equation. It, it's typical anime craziness slash crap. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's nice for interesting cutscenes and set pieces, but that's, that's all it's there for. Yeah... Yeah, I didn't enjoy the story, and I'd just phase out every time a story beat happened. Mm-hmm. The only like cool part of the <coughs> game, I thought, was the very end of it, <laughs> in terms of the story. Yeah, um, like when, when the plot suddenly... Ha- like The plot is not really there until the last two, maybe three chapters, and then suddenly all the plot happens, and it's, it's kind of cool. But I loved it. I thought it was fun to play... Like the fluidity of the combat, 
was very, very impressive, which I was surprised by considering you have so many options mm-hmm. for combat with things that you can do with your... What are they called? Legions. Um, things that you can do with your legions. Things that you can do on your own. And then you get the skill trees and stuff, and it's just like a very diverse menu of things that you can do is great it's great yeah it it's one of those it's one of those things where you could do the bare minimum like specking out at some point you're gonna have to like increase people's attack and defense and things um but you can beat the game using only features that are introduced to you in the first combat tutorial or you can go absolutely crazy and spec out with um, mods and skill trees um, and all this other stuff that would obviously be much more useful when you replay the game on the platinum difficulty which includes ranking where you'll be given score points for doing certain things it's like okay then you will have to be much better at the game with things like combos and, and skills rather than just shoot and stab a dude um and I really want to see what the game's like in that mode. Yeah. I, th- I think, Bill, you would love it. Genuinely. I would consider trying to 100% it. But then, there's uh, two side quests that I refuse to do towards the end of the game. Oh my god, there was one be... side quest that was like, fucking balance these boxes and walk across. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fuck that. And there's motion Fuck controls that. on top of. It's like, very slight motion controls and... Um, also stick controls. Yeah, no. Um, and then the other one that got me is... I suck at these, you know, the sliding block puzzles? Oh, the thing with the buses yeah. where you have to clear Yeah, there was like a traffic clearing thing, and I was like, I am not good at these. I cannot do it. And because of the way that it was being solved, where you stand as you are solving it is also important. I was just like, I did the first one, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. Piss yeah. off! <laughs> clear out the tra- clear it out yourself. Um, um, it's basically the same reason why I'll never hundred percent a Yakuza game because I can't learn mahjong and shogi. Why not? Because I'm a scrub. <laughs> I'm a scrub who doesn't understand mahjong unless it's got pretty girls and it's solitaire. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, In, yeah, yeah. You you would love it, Bill. You will. I bet it looks. Uh, I, I it looks like something I would like. I was interested in it. <clears throat> I'm glad you guys played it, so you could tell me it's good. Because um, I trust you. Um, next on my list of things that look like they should be interesting, but not necessarily good, is Demon X Machina. I want to. I want to get it. I good get slash it. mixed things about yeah. it. So I, I want to. It sounds like one of those sevens really that want, I would like. I really wanted that game to be successful because you could just tell the director fucking loved that game. Yeah, yeah I want to play it. Well, he loved it enough to take literally every comment from the demo and rework stuff. So I'm like, okay, they've clearly Reading given it some work. Reading threads on it of people playing it who say, like, if you like mech games and you like upgrading equipment and getting equipment, you'll love it. And I'm like, well, okay. I guess I like that. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy it. Um, and I actually like the like last that, demo. Do you like that or do you just... Yeah, do you just, just think you like, you like that? it? <laughs> that I like. That I know I like. <laughs> getting loot, I know I like. Yeah, um, loot. And mechs. Good. I like mechs. Um, I don't feel like that game's done particularly well I think it is done about as well as anyone would have expected considering it's a super niche thing of mech game 
they don't tend to do great <laughs> or not like they don't tend to you know sure. fly off the shelves yeah. and do be super successful but in the context of mech games i've heard it's done pretty well hmm. i'll buy but it yeah, for Astral you Chain. not for you guys i meant for the developer uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean you can Damn. buy it for me if you want yeah <laughs> cool um now, I think in terms of Astral Chain, there's not like a lot to say about it because it's one of those, like, there's meat to it, but it's not meat that you want to really discuss because it's just like, oh, I really like it where that you get your Legion to run around in a circle and then it chains the enemy to the floor. That's really interesting. Yeah, like the <laughs> it's just that the systems in the game are satisfying to uh, to perform, and like count not counters um, sync attacks. Every now and again, your backpack flashes blue. You push a button and you do increase damage. I feel like I never did that right. <laughs> I feel like I had like a fifty percent success rate. Um, um, but when it when it when I did it, it was like yes, do it, do it. It's like a more satisfying warriors game. <laughs> yeah, it's better than whatever the warriors game was with the open world. What? It's better than that. <laughs> nine fucking dinosaurs. Warriors nine. Eleven. Nine, yeah. Dinosaur is mine. Fool me into thinking I liked it. Dinosaur is nine was manipulative. <laughs> I understand. Fucking I, I feel that, that way about a oh. lot of games. <laughs> uh, only complaint about Astral Chain is only a half complaint. There are two or three forced stealth sections. Oh god, but the they're stealth not sections. Boo! But they're not. Fuck you, but boo! but they're not. They're not forced stealth sections because if you get caught, you can just say. I'm going to murder you, oh, and you just attack the guy go. who saw you, knock him out, and then the so stealth not section like resumes. the four stealth sections in Spider-Man, where no, yeah, so you can choose to try and do again. I assume for platinum rank things, you can choose to restart and try and do it all stealth, or you can it like you get caught and the guy's like, "Hey, do you want to run away or fight him off?" You can just choose to fight him off, and then the stealth resets. And then I really tried on. to do it the way that. The yeah. game clearly I tr- intended I tried me to. I can't do um, it. I just, I just think the stealth sucks. Um, I think stealth in most video games sucks, to be honest. But yeah, unless Astral a game Chain, is designed bad. to be a stealth game, like your your game is a stealth game. You I think Skyrim yeah. is the only one that I've liked it in that's not been like a stealth game, and that's because I had like what was it level level one hundred sneak, and I'm just yeah. invisible all the time, so. And you do a crazy amount of damage when you're crouched around. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So yeah, it's only a minor thing, but you can you can work around it by killing dudes. Ash Play it, Bill. Sweet, I'm gonna. Good. So Outer Worlds, Ken Ross. Yeah. What do you I'm think? I'm gonna go and get a coffee. Is someone is someone <laughs> at the door or? What's up? Is someone is someone at the door or punching their oh, mic or something? I'm like, uh, like tapping on my desk, like. Um, oh, okay, because it's it's coming through the mic. Yeah, I see as it on a, my way. That's a rattle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we've been playing Outer Worlds. <clears throat> you might be. A, oh, sorry, I cleared my throat. You might be a bit further than me by a little bit. I have a planet ahead. Um, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. At current at current estimates. Um, what are you thinking so far? I generally am enjoying it. Again, there's a lot of subsystems that I suck at and mm. um, I'm just overwhelmed by, um, namely modding 
modding stuff, tinkering. I yeah, I don't feel I feel like I'm not getting enough stuff that suits what my my style would sure. be and so I don't include it. Literally the only thing I've done following um yours and I feel really bad, can't remember who it was. Basically, I made one of my pistols a plasma pistol. Yeah. And now every, and now everything dies. Oh, and no, and I made a hunting rifle a, um, a paralysis shock. shock rifle. That is literally all I've done mm-hmm. in terms of modding, and probably all That's I. All you really do. need to do, to be honest. Yeah, um, it's been a, like the last of these type of games that I played. Probably same for a lot of people. It's Fallout Four, and I didn't really play a massive amount of it. So, all of the stats and things. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm specking wrong, but there is no wrong. Yeah. And you can, so, you can always respect to on your ship um, custom true. bits. It's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying the general gameplay loop, but mm-hmm. all of the the RP, RPG stuff, the basically. Stuff. Yeah, I feel like I'm doing badly or not, like, perks and things. Basically, I'm just picking random stuff at this point. It... it it's. I don't feel. I don't feel like I'm making the most of what the game mm-hmm. is clear. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh my god, look at this game that does these things so well." I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing any of that stuff at all. Um, but like missions and companion stuff, I'm just like, yes, yeah. A mission can a mission can be done in like 20 minutes. I can play a bit before work and I can feel satisfied. Um, I actually think it's a very accessible RPG in that way. Like. I think that stat stuff is there, and like, there's a lot of you know builds you could do. I, actually, you know what? The more I think about, it, I'm not actually sure how many. Like, you could like what I want to do actually after I beat this playthrough is I want to do a second file, and I want to just put points in melee and no points in anything else, except maybe dodge and block. Like, I want to be dumb as a rock, and I I want to have like no. Um, I just want to see what it's like to play a maxed melee character in a game mm. that seems very gun heavy. Um, yeah, the melee seems useless like i'll hit something with a hammer that technically has a higher damage output than my gun and it does yeah it's interesting to try to get in there um but maybe you know spec'd out full brute brute like maybe it'll work but um i think but in general um in terms of like you know cracking into an rpg like this that initially making my character seem pretty overwhelming like i was like oh man i i'm very do i want to be a scientist yeah i'm indecisive Uh, uh, musician um, but as I've played, good. like, my, uh, um, like, uh, ranged weapon stuff pretty high, my charm stuff's pretty high, and then taking out companions to, like, supplement the skills that I don't really yeah. have points in, like, hacking and security, and I never really devoted points to that. Um, but all you have to do is bring out, if you want to hack something, just bring out, out Max <laughs> and uh, Sam, and your hack ability will be, like, 110, and it's like, all right, I'll hack whatever the fuck I want. Um, I understand why it's not a thing, but when your companion, because all your companions boost a stat mm-hmm. or a couple of stats, yeah, three, I think, a, a three a person. Uh, it doesn't unlock the the perk. Yeah, the the perk for it. It's like okay, I wish it did. With with um with Max, my hack is eighty five, mm-hmm. but my own hack is only like sixty two. Yeah, I don't unlock the next level thing. It feels like 
I guess it should be available. I think it should, but and I wish it did. But I guess maybe I understand where they'd come from from a balanced perspective of where it's like, yeah, you didn't you didn't specialize in that, so you can pass so you the skill checks to... with the skill, but we're not going to mm-hmm. let you get the bonuses from those yeah. because you didn't devote the time to like put points into that, so you shouldn't get the reward of leveling of your character being proficient mm-hmm. in hacking. Even though every time I boost it, I'm like, man, I wish I could just have that perk for just. Let me just buy this shit from the vending machine, please. Yeah. Like, please let me buy the restricted stuff. Please, 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 please. Um, uh, but I think in terms of like what you said also about missions being done, uh, being able to be done in such a short amount of time, this is a game that I'm really appreciative of its of its um, of its uh, scope. Um, mm. After playing so many games that like require so much out of you from a time perspective. And, like, I love RPGs. I love them to death. But I don't beat a lot of RPGs because of the amount that it asks of me. And, like, I yep. still haven't played The Witcher. Even though I like The Witcher, I played a little bit of The Witcher on PC. That's a game I really desperately want to play. I want to play that fucking game. But it requires a lot of my time. A lot of my time. And a lot of my... Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't have it. What is know? the what is the total time for Outer Worlds at the minute? Is it... Is it forty hours? Um, that? 40, the how how long the beat? If you just rush the main story, it's like ten hours. If you're doing apparently main and extra, it's around eighteen. If you're a completionist, it's around thirty. Um, okay, which is like perfect. So I'm probably me. somewhere in between the yeah the that's, main and extras and completionist. That's perfect because yeah, it means hey, you've got a. F- I'm gonna say forty. It's not forty. You got a forty-hour game. Yeah, that's that's a bit of a boy, but it doesn't matter if I could be making progress sure. in twenty minute chunks. It's it's a game. It's like, I have twenty minutes. I don't have to commit at two hours of my evening to it's make nice some, to feel like I've made progress. Because for me, like I have like an internal clock when it comes to like okay, when I start getting exhausted of a game and its systems is like by hour forty, I kind of like I feel like I've experienced everything the gameplay has to offer, and now you're just now you're just telling us the rest of your story, and now you're boring me. Because mm. like the story's fine in a lot of these games that are system heavy, but like unless you're heavily dedicated to your narrative, like like I get bored of playing the game because you're making me do fights now that are like I, I, I've I'm like maxed out. I've seen everything. Yeah. Like you're just there's no point to me. Like you need to end your game at a certain point, and like to me the outer worlds like I feel. Right now, I'm about 17 hours in, um, according to my save file, and it's like mm. I can feel another 10 hours of me playing this game, like another like two long sessions of me sitting down on a weekend playing this game, and I can feel myself feeling satisfied with where I'm at systems wise yeah. and like being like nice. I got to experience an RPG in half the time one of these games would usually let me do that, and feel like there's space to replay it in in certain ways, even though I probably won't. Um, or continue playing at the moment. Yeah. Be like, hey, I want to do my companion quests or I think clear out my side quest file. I think like one of the big things with Mass Effect Andromeda that made that game ten times worse, on top of it already being a really rushed product, is that it's it's open world areas were just too much. And I think mm. for the next Mass Effect game, I think Bioware should take a look at what they did with Outer Worlds because Outer Worlds is the template of Mass Effect 1 and 2, and 3, for that matter. 3 was a little bit bigger in scope. But, like, here's a planet. You're on that planet. That planet's not the size of fucking Skyrim. A planet. That planet (laughs) is a little self-contained area that includes a city, that includes some side camps. You do that stuff, you leave that planet, 
You're done there forever. You're not picking up collectibles. You're not yeah. fucking, you know, raising a planetary um, threat level. You're not grinding materials. You're not doing all this shit that, like, what is the actual point of this? Is it serving the game? Or would you just put it on there because Ubisoft does it? So, like, yeah. that's, it's like the, yeah, like, this there is... There are... The zones are a healthy size, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Like, you will go to a planet multiple times in mm-hmm. different spaces. So you're like, okay, I know what the state of this planet is, but yeah. now I'm, rather than being in Edgewater, I'm in um Yeah, Byzantium. I forget the name of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it's definitely a weird experience coming, like, knowing that this sort of game has, like, Skyrim and Fallout is, hey, here's this massive world, mm-hmm. off you go. And it's not actually that. It's a chunk of space with you know, a reasonable amount of stuff to do in it without being overwhelming right. and then you go to the next zone i'm like you know still getting the use to it but i appreciate it when a I, great deal because yeah when i say lost. what i'm saying about bigger rpgs too i think actually the more i think about it like bethesda i think is less um guilty of of what i'm complaining about the more i think about it than say like these like pseudo RPGs from Ubisoft, where like, Assassin's yeah. Creed Odyssey is like nine thousand hours long, and it's like you have to chill the fuck out. Like you, you have to relax. Um, or like even like a Dragon Quest Eleven, where I look at the thing and it's like, well, the post game is still the game, and that's like one hundred twenty hours. Like you guys got to relax. So it's like Bethesda's like open worlds are usually not as overwhelmingly checklisty. Um, yeah, they're like they're like open worlds. Yeah, I appreciate but, that too. Well, but, it's it's like Outer Worlds. They have zones with right. stuff to do. Right. It's just that rather than having to get on a spaceship sure. to go to the next zone, sure. you can yeah, yeah. you are able to just walk to the next zone. Everything's usually centered around those cities, and and you won't feel yeah. overwhelmed unless you go into those cities and accept those quests. And even then, you don't really feel that overwhelmed. So like, yeah, this, like Outer Worlds condenses that even into an experience that feels more manageable and a little more. Like it just it's less in scope and like I know they did that because of budget and they tried to preface that before it came out, like, hey guys, like please don't expect an open world, like we're we're being published by a private division, which is two K's lesser label, like their indie label. Like this isn't a game yeah. that is, you know, has a, a budget behind it that you might expect out of a Fallout game. Um but I think like that works for it and I actually hope they would stick to this design philosophy for Outer Worlds too and not try to go bigger because I go bigger mm. in maybe variety of locations that you fly to, but please don't make it a cohesive world because it also doesn't really make sense for planet hopping either. Like no. that was a downfall of Andromeda was that like there's like so many planets, but every planet's massive. And it's like, dude, like like and eventually, they're all going to be the same. Yeah, it's insane. You're like, oh, here's a hot planet, and, I, and I'm likening here's this, a forest planet. I'm likening this so much to Andromeda because, to me, like a lot of people are comparing this to Fallout, and for obvious reasons, it's so Fallout, it's it's hilarious. Um, but also, it's super Mass Effect, like like even down to picking your crew, leaving the ship. The UI is mm-hmm. Mass Effect too. Like it is yeah. just straight out of that game, and the way you interact with your crew on your ship and the companion missions and the way everything is laid out is so Bioware that I love it. I'm so happy to have experienced that. I didn't know that going in that I'd be getting wow Mass Effect as well as Fallout. Like this is like a perfect little sandwich. Um, so I liken it to Bioware's recent efforts. Um, the most because that's a company that is in dire need of advice um, for these Western RPGs that like they used Mm. to be Kings of and I'm playing outer worlds and getting this mass effect vibe from it and getting this experience where it's like, man, this is what it was like to play a good mass effect game for Billy Conway. Like this is been missing since last gen for me. 
And I'm loving it so much because of that. Even landing on planets and meeting these people and just the way everything plays out with your companions, with your ship, with the planet hopping and the galaxy map. I'm like, wow. Like, they didn't mention at all pre-launch that they were also heavily inspired by Mass Effect. Um, and it's a really nice marriage of the Obsidian Bethesda style and the mm. Bioware style. And I think that's why I'm liking it so much is that it's a nice little smaller scoped version of the things that I loved about last the RPGs I played last gen um, mm. uh, all rolled up into this game that I'm playing for a dollar. Um, I'm, uh, I'm not sure how the end game actually works, but like with the context of overthrowing corporations or mm. going with the corporations, I don't know if it is going to be something as black and white as that. Nothing seems to have been as black and white as that, but I feel all of the choices that I'm making in these missions on planets are so middle road that I am actually screwing up the entire system. <laughs> and I, I kind of want it to all come crumbling down around me it's, because I've been like, let's yeah. compromise! It's interesting, yeah, because like, yeah, there's there's like A, B, and then C like type choices the C, in these which scenarios. requires a little bit more extra effort that you happen um, to have like, oh, this per- I found out about this person yeah. who knows this thing. Now you can and work like, together. I'm really than- conflicted on these decisions too, like because like the, it's it's a really uh, the way they do it uh, at least the way they're doing it on Monarch. I haven't seen the end of Monarch yet. I have really no clue where it's a hundred percent going. Um, mm-hmm. But they'll introduce you to like somebody and it's like, wow, I kind of like this character. But then like you find out that they're kind of like, oh man, they're trying to get the corporations back in here, and it's like a lot of people don't really want that. But then there's these people over here, and they seem to be fighting for freedom, but they also seem like they're kind of a cult, and I don't really know if I like them. And so it's like, yeah, it's like there will there will be two characters to a to a yeah. faction essentially one of them is an ass or an idiot mm-hmm. the other one is really likable yeah and you're like man i, I want to screw that like, faction over because the guys are moron but i don't want to screw the this initial over. edgewater decision really had me conflicted um i oh, know that was super easy the power <laughs> the power routing like i like the more i thought about it and i'm like huh like I could route the power to the city and help the corporation, but then these people who who are creating this independent lifestyle outside get screwed. Now, these are, like, spoilers kind of for the beginning. It's the very first, like, big conflict in the game. I just want to speak to how, like, the choices kind of work in this game Um, Mm -hmm. um, and how you might save scum in these scenarios. I wouldn't blame you in certain instances. At least I get a feel for how the game is going to drastically change itself. But if it does at all, you know, these long-term consequences, I haven't seen them yet. So, um, but, like, you can route the power to the city... But or at the power to the people with their camp outside, and it's like the people in the city. Like, there's a lot more people who live there, and like they have homes and families, and you know they're and sick they and, and they lives. have medicine, and like, you know they're living their lives. But like the whole idea is like, oh, if we cut the power there and ruin Edgewater, those people will come and live in this in this uh, you know utopia this person's building with a patch of soil. And it's like, well, yeah, the intentions are good there. But what if you can't support all these people? What if it's too many people to support? Then, you know... Yeah, um, you're currently supporting about seven Yeah, it's people. unrealistic, even though it is ideally the most um, um, uh, uh, noble of the, mm. you know... May, or, you know, depending on how you feel about corporations, Sustainable, I guess. Sustainable, um, yeah. But, so it's like, man, you know what? I, I, have to, I have to not do that. But I think I came to a solution that I, I actually think was pretty ideal overall... Um, even for the people living outside the city, um, mm-hmm. which I think, like, wow, okay, that seemed like maybe the bad corporation choice if you're just looking at it on a black and white level. But once you drill down and really like think yeah. about it, like, wow, okay, 
like, what would I be really be doing to these people if I did this? Like, instead of just going, like, this is good, this is bad, like Paragon or Renegade from Mass Effect, where yeah. Mass Effect was very black and white. Like, Mass Effect had no middle grounds or shades of gray anywhere. Um, you're either, you're either, I'm the good space cop, or I'm a motherfucker. Like, there was no in-between in Mass Effect. So, it's really interesting to, you know, be encounter, you know, encounter some of these. Because um, I haven't played too many games with decision-making that does sit in the middle as often. Like, my big experience of choice-based RPGs is Mass Effect. Um, and that's it. So it's, Mass Effect, uh, or a little bit um, Fallout 4. Of, yeah. Hey, do you side with the robots <laughs> or the people? Who do you want to exterminate? Um, yeah, which is, again, fairly black or white. Um, I probably go with the robots. I, I don't... The thing is... They can run fast. I get on such good value out of like the Games Pass thing. I want the robots and the man. I don't. Dolphins. I don't know if I would have bought the game at full price or not. Outer Worlds. Hmm. That's what you're talking about, right? Outer Worlds, not. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Fallout um, 4. Just because. <laughs> yeah, just because I have the potential to have played. Sure. Game Pass is a wonderful thing where it lets you try games out that it's like, man, would I have bought this full price? And then after you play it, you can evaluate and be like, huh, maybe I wouldn't have, but I played it, and that's the beauty of this. And th- but then the thing is, I'm like, I played it. I would have paid full price for it. I can't justify paying full <laughs> price for it now after yeah, I've played it. Yeah, I wouldn't buy uh, it after I beat it, yeah. so It's like, okay, I could, if, if I had money just lying around, I'd be yeah. like, okay, I enjoyed this game. I will buy it at full price rather than the 20p that... Obsidian would have gotten from me playing it on Games Pass. It's so it, it is a weird yeah I, weird I, time. I love it. I love Game Pass. Um, now that it works for me on PC. Mm. Um, if it didn't work for me, I was going to end up buying the game anyway. I think, but um, it's an interesting dilemma because like I paid a dollar for my month of Game Pass. I'm playing this game essentially for a dollar, and yeah. like that feels wrong. Um, yeah. But from everything I've heard. Um, uh, from people in the industry who have you know talked, spoken to devs who have games on Game Pass, um, Gerstman from Giant Bombs, from devs he's spoken to, so that the devs say that the, Microsoft makes it worth your while to put your game on Game Pass. Like you don't, well, you'd you'd have to, you have to, right? Yeah, because like it's like people are getting essentially. I mean, it's a subscription fee. You know, saying free is you know whatever, but like you're essentially yeah. getting these games for free. Like you're, you're subscribed to a service that includes these games. In mass, like this is a lot of games yeah, for, available. For a to you. minimal yeah. fee, yeah, it's like what five, yeah, ten dollars. It's insane for a month. It's truly at ins- the most it's expensive. Absurd. Um, which yeah, if you only play one game, it's not quite as good value. But if you're playing like ten different games, each of them's a dollar. Yeah. Um, I mean, even subscribing for one month, beating the game in that month, and then just moving on, it becomes yeah. a thing of like. Like, I was going to subscribe to Origin Access to play Anthem just to try it out. I would never pay oh, for did. that game. Um, no, I did. It made sense to pay 10 quid yeah. to play the game rather than 60. I will do the same for Ubisoft's thing to play Legion. Sure. I forgot about that. Good idea. Um, the and reminder. Un- unsubscribe. Um, um, although, you, like, if you're going to 100% Ubisoft game, you probably need a year annual fee. Yeah, um, I ain't going to 100% it. <laughs> But, I'll probably uh, I'll probably satisfy my my desire to purchase Outer Worlds by getting it from for someone. There we um, go. They may they probably won't listen to this, but I'm not going to say who just in case. <laughs> you got a gift coming, buddy. Whoever you are. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, there's a good game. I, I, I'm really enjoying it. Like, it's a game I've like one of my you know one of the better games I played this year. It definitely has room for improvement in the sequel uh, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Like 
I think, uh, Kills, what do you think about what, this is the last thing I'll talk about really with it? Cause I want to talk about Luigi. Um, yeah. the, the flaws can that pop up. What if you accepted any of those? I've accepted one. What was yours? Two. Was it really drastic? Because mine have all been Not like... That I know. Mine have all been like... Well, I, like the first one I had... Extra caustic damage for a perk point, and it's like, dude, no. Like, I'll die. I, 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 I took that, and then I took the... Uh, because I was so close to about to level up, I took the... Uh, I think it wasn't caustic, it was plasma. I took the perk that reduces plasma damage. <laughs> hey! Um, when I did level up, and I was like, well, technically I gained nothing from that, <laughs> but I could say that I'm... RPing like the first one that I was offered was a fear of heights because I kept walking I off got, cliffs. Yeah, I didn't accept that one, and then I I didn't accept that one because I still walked off cliffs, and then it offered me one for reduced, like you're saying you're permanently crippled. I'm like, no. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of it. Same. It definitely allows for some some customization. I was saying to Andy, I don't always understand what the the debuffs actually mean mm-hmm. um, when it's like, oh, you take a hit to perception or persuasion or whatever it's like okay what does that mean in terms of me playing the game um was a bit unclear but also where i'm at and where i was at fairly quickly most of the perks that i want i've already got at this point i don't want or need any more perks for where i'm going and i'm just taking them because the game tells me i've got to take them so it's a system that i have made no real effort to use because I've not been like oh I could really do I could really do with getting that bonus damage or whatever for headshots I'll accept wrapped on fear or whatever mm-hmm. yeah I guess it's the thing where it's like it's, it's, it really is a compromise um, I think they could do <coughs> they could serve with making the reward for accepting one a little better like a single perk like if there was a list if or if there was Sucks. a list of perks that you could only get mm, by accepting flaws. Sure. Like, hey, here is That's a, a really way. cool perk that you can only get by accepting a flaw. I'd be like, okay. That's a much that better That actually system. makes me consider yeah. it. Mm, yeah, interesting. Um, I like that idea. Because I, I do like the intention behind it. Because it's funny. Mm. It's like, oh, my character is like permanently concussed because I've stepped on too many like landmines and his ears yeah. are all ringing. And like, that's funny. That's a funny, goofy like thing to add to my character. But like... A perk point isn't worth the debuff. And I like that it's based on what you're actually doing. Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, you can, like, if you're playing D&D, you pick a flaw, and you're like, here's a flaw that you've taken. It is based on things that you are doing or that have happened to you in your playthrough. Yeah. Like, I have not been offered the drug addiction one because I don't use drugs. Yeah. But I do walk off off cliffs a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's faster. Hell yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, that's basically my cool. thoughts. I very much look forward to when it comes out on Switch and Evie can play it. Do you think I'm going to like it? Because I'm yeah. worried yes. that I'm not going to like it. <laughs> I think you will like it. I think that even though you're not like massive into sci-fi, like I was saying, the sci-fi stuff is there, but it is not what the game is. It's mostly relegated to yeah, like to me, like Mass Effect's pretty hard sci-fi, and it's very reliant on its sci-fi tropes. But Outer Worlds, like. It takes place mostly on the ground on these planets, and these planets, they're just like wastelandy planets. Like they're yeah, like, you could just call them. Yeah, it, you could say it is a form of post-apocalypse. You just happen yeah. to 
the way that you get from one place to another is by the safety of a spaceship. Yeah. And then you're back into the thing. There's like very little. There's no Krogan or Asari. There's no weird alien races talking. Everyone's a human. And it's like, it's, it's very. The only aliens are monsters. And you can be like, hey, it's a, it's a. Deathclaw. It's a big rat. It's, not, it's a it's big a giant lizard. Pr- it's praying mantis. Yeah, like um, for sure. I just hope that the switch port runs well because it's going to be. It's at the minute my only reliable way of playing games. So mm-hmm. for sure, I get that. I don't know. We'll see in twenty twenty. Hopefully, yeah. Well, so far, Obsidian have said that they're very surprised with how well the port's going. They didn't expect it to work in any way, and they're surprised. And at this point, when they can say that they've got The Witcher running on the thing, even if it is like turned down to what <laughs> you would call low PC settings, yeah, literally anything is possible. Anything could run on this machine I have if heard, someone cared enough. I have heard in handheld mode, The Witcher looks pretty good. Yeah, with the shrunk screen yeah. size. I heard that yeah. like it actually looks pretty nice on the handheld mode, on the, on the old Switcher. Um, pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of the Switch, Ouija. Night night. <laughs> I did it. I Luigi's <laughs> Mansion Three just came out. Um, hot off the presses. Been out for two days. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> very good game. I am about two and a half hours into it still. I'm at the same point I stopped on Halloween night. Um, because yesterday I just beat it. yeah I'll, I'll be Luigi. Um, I think uh... I'm about the same place that Evie is, maybe a little bit behind. Um, well, when I... she was speaking last night, I think that you've probably spurred forward this morning. I'm coming into this with negative opinions right now, though, because mm-hmm. it introduced a fucking stupid ass mechanic, and I've got like zero patience for backtracking and it just made me backtrack through two floors you know what's funny oh you know what's funny is i, I actually I, I was saving this for the episode um because i read your message this morning it'd be uh and i and i was gonna say on thursday when i was playing it i'm like hi you know if you two are really enjoying this you'd probably really enjoy resident evil one um because luigi's mansion is is nintendo resident evil in the in all of its best <laughs> ways and all of its worst ways and mm. Um, like the amount of backtracking and the amount of like keeping track on the map and the way the mansion or in this case the hotel is set up and everything about it like the different type of keys this is like Nintendo's Resident Evil and I love it but I know Resident Evil does some dumbass shit with backtracking and so reading your message this morning I'm like oh it is Resident Evil it is Resident (laughs) Evil Is, is it spoilers to ask what the mechanic is not really. Okay. Basically, there's a ghost that steals one of the, <laughs> the it steals one of the elevator buttons okay. from you. Okay. Uh, just as you're about to put it in the thing, it steals it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then it goes back onto that floor where you have to go mm-hmm. through every single fucking room to try and find it. That's like the yeah. show with the rat. The fucking ate my button. Um, after it, the one boss fight. Yeah, it's like that, apart from it went down a floor yeah. as well. Ugh. Um, oh, okay. And then you have to, like, didn't... Man, if only this hotel had stairs, you know? Like... I up. hated the rat one, so I'll hate this too, it sounds. Yeah, I didn't it's not mind a rat the rat this one. Time. It's like a rat, but it begins with a C. Um, 
Cat. <laughs> oh, cat. <laughs> I was trying to think of just like every C word. I'm like, mm. cook. Chimp. Car. <laughs> Chimp. Um, <laughs> okay. And I don't know, it just pissed me off because it feels like when stuff like that happens, it's hindering my progress, even though I'm still progressing the way that the game wants me to. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, it is actually what the game needs you to do, but it feels like you're going backwards. Yeah, exactly. And I, I was super not having any of it this morning. <laughs> I was just like, no, <laughs> fuck you, Luigi's Mansion, I'm done. There are two things that I've been like, eh, with. One is the weird, sometimes gyro, sometimes not, control and aiming of the poltergust. I suck at aiming the poltergust. Whenever I try to aim a plunger or uh, a thing that I've sucked up, I've got like a 10% chance of getting it right. And there's a boss that relies on that. I'm just like, no. I don't know if it feels like it's inverted or it is inverted, but it feels... I can't decide. (laughs) Some, yeah, when you were like... This game won't let is inverted or not inverted, whichever one you don't like, uh, and it won't let me change it. Oh wait, no, it's not. Every time it feels like that, and I'm like, I I do prefer things to be inverted. I'm like, it's not inverted. I need to invert it. Nope, it's fine. See, I I get that where it's like, oh, it's inverted. It's really annoying me. I can't I can't control things when it's inverted, and then suddenly it's not inverted anymore. <laughs> I'm really yeah. confused. So either the game is messing with us or we, we every time we play this game, we have like a stroke that lasts three or four seconds, and then it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on. Uh, maybe um, a ghost is in my controller or something. And I don't know. the other thing is, and I don't know if it's because I'm playing with the pro controller, the boo hunting, I hate. I hate it. I've been trying I... to find one boo, the boostment, um, and he keeps like, I'm the boostment. You're still in the dark. You can't find me. Because and then he goes somewhere else and. Basically hunting for things via vibration, trying to find the strongest vibration. I feel like I found the strongest one. I look in the thing, it's like, you're wrong. I don't like it. Well, the boo hunting is optional as far as I know. Yeah, and I think so long as I don't buy the the tracker for it, yeah, it will only be telling me about that one boo. So yeah. I'm okay. But that I, lost me like 20 minutes. Other than that, though... I do like the game. I know I'm saying, like, oh, it's making me backtrack, and I've just come out of Link's Awakening, which is, like, the backtrackiest of backtracking games ever. <laughs> um, so I just didn't have a lot of patience for the backtracking thing, but I think it's an incredibly charming game that Beautiful. is quite fun. <laughs> and I just want to give Luigi a hug. There was only one boss that I've been like, eh. Uh, it was the same one that you were... Uh... Because it makes zero sense. Um, there, are, there are some things in this where I'm like, how, how would I figure that out? Like, there's, a, there's a that... bit where you you uh, find a bathtub, and it looks really innocuous, but you need to use the poltergeist to turn the taps on the bathtub. Yeah. And I just thought it was fucking scenery. I don't think it was like mechanically a thing. That yeah, because sometimes you could just interact with the world. It's like, hey, that's neat. I managed to turn on a light switch by flipping the poltergeist around. And then sometimes it's like, hey, that's actually where I'm supposed to do things. But So it, it does reward like experimentation with the world. It's just that sometimes it actually needs it, and that's a bit jank. Um, 
there was one moment where like it's good environmental design because you I said to myself there is something missing from here it looks like there should be a door but there's not I've got to do something to get the door and I just completely forgot about an entire mechanic. I feel so I was... like there are so many mechanics that I always forget the one that I need to know. Yeah. Um, because also in this room, there were two windmills and the camera zoomed out. And I'm like, okay, it's zoomed out. That means that there must be something I'm doing on both floors to get this door. And it was like, no, you just, you just need to use the, you <laughs> just need to use the dark light. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> If I'm not forgetting about the dark light, I'm forgetting about the plunger. If I'm not forgetting about those two things, I'm forgetting about Gooigi. If I'm not forgetting about <laughs> those two things, I'm forgetting the fact that I can control both Luigi and Gooigi at the same yeah. time. Like Sometimes I forget about the flashlight. <laughs> that I need to not just point it at someone, I need to actually flash it. <laughs> yeah. I, li- uh... I, I do really like the game. I think it does sort of inundate you with all of the things at once. Like, I think yes. the only thing that you don't get immediately is Gooigi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just goes, right, use your strobe light, here's your dark light, you can jump using the poltergeist now, ain't that great? Oh, it's uh, funny, um, when I got the like the lab opened and I left the lab, <clears throat> he didn't tell me about the um, plunger shot or whatever it is, suction shot yet. And mm-hmm. I hit a button and I shot it and I go, what the fuck was that? Yeah, it lets you do stuff before it teaches you about it. I'm like, what? But, uh, like, on, on a separate note, that would be great for replaying the game because you don't have to wait to have, right. like, mm-hmm. the plunger unlocked because you know to use it immediately or whatever. So there True. are benefits to it, but it feels very overwhelming when it's like, okay, every face button does something, all the shoulder buttons are doing something, so much so that the right stick is going to be the Gooigi button. Yeah. Again, it's like each floor is playable in a reasonable chunk. You'd be like, hey, I solve a couple of puzzles, I fight a ghost, I'm done. And that's still pretty. It's the same with Outer Worlds. It's super satisfying and obviously works well yeah. on a console that you can be like, hey, I'm on a bus, I'm going to play a level of. Like, it's got that mobile gaming element yeah. um, of pick up and play or keep playing. And I. Then- I'm enjoying the fact that the floors are not ridiculously long, so you feel like you're progressing by quite a bit most of the time. Mm-hmm. Apart from when you're tracking cats yeah. that have stolen your buttons and stuff. Oh, cat! <laughs> oh. I was going to get there eventually. Did you seriously not get it? I think I said cat. I'm joking. Bill, Bill's like, <laughs> it's, it's a cat. Yeah. I was like, damn, get her outside. <laughs> It's like crane, cockroach. <clears throat> <laughs> um, nah, but it feels like I can sit down for an hour and go right. I've done a floor and I've made a little bit of progress in the next one. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, take a break for a bit. So I'm not like my play sessions aren't several hours long or whatever. Mm. It's just like I'll pick it up for an hour and I'll play some and I'll feel like I've progressed. It's just not this morning apparently. Yeah, but um, and. It obviously has collectibles for back or well, not backtracking, but like replayability. I can't. And find that's any fun for like. Tra- <laughs> I can find some of them. All right. Like originally, I thought that the gems were spread like one set of gems was spread throughout the entire thing, and then I find out that they're floor specific, and I was like, oh no, I can't work out how to find any of these. But again, it encourages you to mess around with the environment, play with Luigi and all your gadgets. 
um, to try and like the basement is still pissing me off. There's a switch for a gate. I flipped it. I found the electric cabinet. I've got Guiji. I can't do anything about it. But there's a gem in there. Uh, I can't get that gem out. You just got to ignore it, man. It's like maybe maybe the game will teach me something else later on. I'll come back later, but it hasn't done it. I don't think it ever will. I think I'm just crap. What do you think, Bill? I don't have much to say on it. Um, being so early, um, mechanically, like I have done really nothing besides just get Guiji um, at the moment, um, which I think is quite funny. Um, and uh, there's one uh, there's one gem I don't understand how to get. Um, there's water in the bathroom, and you can take Guiji to the other side of the yeah, bathroom. I don't know either. <laughs> and I don't know. Oh, I think I solved that one. Well, how do you do it? How? Please tell me. Please tell me. I see. Maybe it's the same one. It's like the one with the uh, toilet, right? I mean, there are a fair few toilet puzzles. I mean, a toilet um, that's leaking into a drain. Yes. Um, there's a in the room that you can actually get into with Luigi. Um, pay attention to the mirror. Yeah, the there's a grate apparently on the floor, but I don't actually understand oh, what's going on. Oh, you put the dark on light on it. Yeah. The shine hell? the dark light on oh. the, the grate. Oh, oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Because <laughs> I've spent a fair while being like, there's a grate there. But yeah. there's not grate there. It's hidden. How do I do it? And then I accidentally hit the dark light. I was like, oh yeah, dark light. And then there's a puzzle to solve underneath. Um. Hmm. Well, I'm going to do that as soon as we're done then. recording. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I think, like, visually, like, it's really stupendous. Like, I haven't played handheld mode yet, but I've just been playing on my monitor. And, like, the sound design and the visuals and the reflections and the lighting and, like, just the way the facial animations go, even during gameplay, is, like, really one of the best-looking games on here. And, like, I am really satisfied just smashing shit with my vacuum and collecting money and... Um, hearing Luigi's reactions to everything, like, I did it! Mm. Like, the, just the dumbest shit. <laughs> it's did, adorable. Did you make him pet the dog? <coughs> I, can't. I still can't pet the dog! Where is, where is I can't pet the dog? gone? At the start of the game, you can pet him, and he goes, oh, doggy. Oh, <laughs> I'll just watch that on YouTube. I thought, it was, I thought it was later on in the game. I'm resetting my playthrough. because I linked it to people. I'm resetting my playthrough. I'll just start I... a new game. I've got, I've got an alternate profile, I'll use that. <laughs> it's making me realize how much I love Luigi. Like, it's I didn't best. realize. He's the best Mario brother. I don't know okay. about that. That's a controversial opinion. Man. I don't think it is that because co- Mario is. All right, I've just realised. Speaking to Bill as an American, what up? I I am slowly messing up the pronunciation of Mario. It's Mario. So Mario. That, it is, that it is both of them at the same time. My A's are turning into like Mario. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a personality. He's just there and he does stuff. Yeah, Whereas but... Luigi's like, I'm scared, but I care about my family, and I want to save them. Yeah, but he wore a hat in Odyssey, so... <laughs> mm. <sighs> the hat had more personality. He personality. Mario dances in Mario Odyssey. Well, what is yeah, nipples That's out. not really a personality. Mario has nipples. Yeah, so Luigi has nipples. He has to, right? I don't want to. I don't want to talk about. Luigi has to have I don't nipples. Talk about Luigi's nipples. We know <laughs> that Wario really has nipples feel. from the Mario Olympic game. There's shirtless. Wow. There's shirtless people in that game. Mm. Everyone that comes out real soon. Yeah, by the way. every male is shirtless in Mario Olympics. That means even Waluigi. Yeah. No. What about Bowser? Uh, he takes his shell off. <laughs> I. I um. Oh, spoil, actually, spoilers, hold Bill. On, hold you, on. So, oh, okay. This is really, really important. 
Um, is it about shirtless Luigi? No, it's about the shell thing. Um, okay. I was playing Mario Kart Tour the other day, and I was playing yep. a thing as Yoshi, and then I got an achievement thing for playing as a character with a shell. I thought it was a saddle. It's a shell. Oh. I always thought it was a saddle. I thought it was a saddle too, and I'm traumatised. <laughs> I'm sure that the, like, because people have been like, it's a shell, it's a saddle. It's... I thought that there was, like, definitive proof in a manual or something that it was a saddle. Well, definitive proof in Mario Kart Tour. <laughs> Is that it's a shell. Fair enough. Also, yeah, Luigi's Mansion has at least some achievements. I've only unlocked one, and I can't find a list of them. It's driving me insane. Ew. <laughs> Those aren't nipples. Are, there are no nipples. See, there's like darkened spots on his. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, fair enough. I don't want this game. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. You can't swim in the Olympics with your clothes on. Get a wetsuit. Except you're still going to wear a hat. Do um, <laughs> Apparently. Um, I play Sorry. a Yakuza Olympics game. What, what were you um, saying? I, d- I just needed to get that off my chest because yeah, it's been that's fine. freaking what, me out ever since. Um... You can suck up Toad when you save him and launch him, and he bounces all over the place and he cheers as he bounces. He's like, yay! <laughs> he loves it. <laughs> there you go, that's all I had to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to playing more Luigi's Mansion now that I've gotten over the, the backtracking thing. Mm. Why, <laughs> why does Dr. Eggman have a, um, like an ankle tracker? Is he a criminal? Oh, I guess. Oh, he is that's a confetti. Waluigi. <laughs> oh, Waluigi, Waluigi doesn't like have an end. Wearing nipples. a suit that's skin colored. Yo, Waluigi straight up looks like he's a trainer Pokemon. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> what, one of those people that can somehow stand oh, up in the ocean. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, yeah. I. I am. Um, my full thoughts on it. Like, I'm just enjoying it. I haven't played it. Um. Uh. Very much though. Um. No. Very fun. I definitely look forward to playing more. I like it. Um, It's one of those things that will, one of those games that will most likely be as long as it needs to be, but I will want there to be more. Mm -hmm. Um, But if there were more, I'd be like, this game is going on for far too long. So I don't know if I want to finish it or if I want to let it last. I want to finish it before Pokemon comes out. Oh, yeah. I have a schedule of things to beat. Yeah, I've got to beat it. Like I've got to beat Zelda. I'm, I'm probably not gonna get very far in Zelda before I give up. We're not talking about it. It's fine. It's oh, not. Yes. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I think that when with Bill realizing about strategy, like turn-based strategies, mm-hmm. I don't think that I am suited for any game that can be classified as retro. Self-discovery <laughs> here, man. I. That's a I mood. can't do it. I can't play these games and I feel bad because people are like oh, it's a masterpiece and I'm playing it and I'm just like there is zero logic as to where I'm supposed to be going the game is making no sense I'm dying instantly um, and that's every retro game for me like any NES game most SNES games hell even some N64 games like pre-GameCube maybe N64 I'm. it's not worth me touching <clears throat> You beat Mario 64, that's the only important one, really. It took me 60 hours! <laughs> that's like a star every half hour. 
It must have taken me more than 60 hours, because it was like 100 episodes. (laughs) I enjoyed that playthrough very, very much. Uh, Let's see if someone did. Um, (laughs) You didn't, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it sucks. I don't think that I can play old games. It's fine. Is we all though? have our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I just, ha- I just have a lot of them. You've just accepted that flaw. That's all. Yeah. You get a perk point, Kinras. I wish I got a perk point. Make me better at. I'll use that sucking at retro games to have a perk point into not sucking at retro games. <laughs> <laughs> Balance them out. But no, I'll probably keep playing through it until I'm feeling that I'm wasting my rental. Well, you have a copy of it here, so... Oh, yeah, I do. Thank you. <laughs> so we did it, huh? We, we did, did an it. episode for the first time in forever. Five months. Damn! Yeah. Next episode's like going to be like goaty stuff. Hell um, maybe. Well, <laughs> we have not a lot coming out in the last couple months. Like, Pokemon comes out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Pokemon, Star Wars... Oh yeah, oh, yeah, shit. When does that come out? Uh, shit! Uh, November 14th or something? Thirteenth. Shit! It's coming out on Steam now. Hell Origins yeah. sort of going away. And you can play it on EA Access. You don't have to pay full price. Yeah. Welcome boy. to the new age. But um, also, on the 13th of December, it's the actual Game Awards. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit! We're Final Smash Bro announcement. <clears throat> shit! For this pack. I love the Game Awards. I never actually watch them. I just yeah, you're asleep. You. Me and Bill are spamming yeah, you. It's fun. So I read. read I read you watching it and being like, "Oh, cool, Joker." <laughs> <laughs> that announcement blew my mind. Legitimately, I'm looking forward to that it. That was that was amazing. Yeah, best uh, announcement of that. That was a really great Smash reveal. That's it's crazy to think that that was a year ago. Yeah, and only a year ago. It yep. feels like forever. Hades will be on Steam next month for anybody listening who Ooh. hates Epic. They can play Hades on Steam. Um, December 10th, I think it is. Um, I'm contemplating uh, Simulator buying comes it out in Steam, a couple of weeks. What was that? B Simulator comes out in a couple of weeks. B Simulator? Yeah. <laughs> is that real? I thought you knew about yeah. all the games, Bill. What the fuck? Yep. It's B Simulator. B? It looks like an actual game as well. B Simulator. Just not necessarily one that I'd want to play. B Simulator. Um, yeah, I'm buying it's this. Like Thirty-five quid. <laughs> the graphics are beautiful. But you don't, you don't have to buy all of the games. But it it's has like a fifty-dollar game. It has co-op bill. and PvP. This, what? This game looks beautiful. I didn't. Um, How do you PvP? Uh, wow, look at this game. Stabbing. Yeah, but I'm actually die. not sure if Bill is is lying or not. What the fuck, bro? I'm enlightened. Um, yeah, I feel like there's another game that I'm missing that is just going to sneak up on me, but... This one has. Generally, the year is over now. Yeah. Bee Simulator. Wait, this says end yep. of 2020. It's yeah. coming out next... Wait, oh, was it Epic Game Store exclusive? Oh, probably. Oh, possibly. Because uh, it's on consoles as well. Because um, um, I saw it on Switch. Yeah, it is Epic Games. Bee Simulator. So next year, okay, so yeah, no, next year. Yeah, it comes out on the 14th of November. So, we'll do an episode on the 16th of November to talk about B-Simulator and Pokemon, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I'm getting B-Simulator. 
I don't know if you're being real or not. I'm buying this game. Being real. I'm buying this game. <laughs> Honest, you honestly, the D simulator ended up being your game of the year, though. I'm buying this game. That's why I've, uh, that's why I've added some random crap to my uh, my rental list. I'm like, what if buildings have feelings too? Is goatee. <laughs> I also really I wanna, can't uh, not know that. <laughs> I really want to get to Goose Game uh, at some point. Oh crap! I need to play more Goose Game um, because like that I game has blown game. up in a way I didn't expect. Like Sports Center made a Goose really? Game meme for the World Series victory for the Major League Baseball, and I'm like, wow, oh, okay. Goose Game has it blew penetrated up about as much as I saw I expected it to. It's a meme game where you're yeah. playing as a goose. It has penetrated the mainstream ass. in a way I didn't expect any game to do. So congratulations to Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to play it. it looks looks interesting. It looks goofy it's, yeah. as well. It's it's a nice puzzle game. Yeah. Um, and it's only like you're a goose. few hours long, apparently. So. Uh, yeah. It, depending, I guess how I good I am at it. Maybe I'll suck. But. Um, yeah, lots to look forward to. Uh, for uh, in terms of like events, so, you know, Game Awards coming up. Uh, game of the Year stuff's coming up. Um, Pokemon's coming out. Um, I'm gonna buy Death Stranding still. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna play oh. it. I, I just can't help myself. My morbid curiosity of this truck simulator I, as Norman. I will probably end you, up. At the beginning of the year, we made goals for ourselves, and I right. said I wanted to spend smarter. And you went, "Yeah, that's a really good one." It is a good one. <laughs> I have. It's a, it's I a have good one. Done it this he year. Did, I don't recall <laughs> him actually taking that one. He just <laughs> said it's a good idea. <laughs> we'll have to watch the footage back to see if he said, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that too." But um, I have done better at it um since august anyway um uh i haven't really bought too That's many impressive games because no games out came out before august yeah i haven't I, I, since wow classic came out i put a lot more time into the service games and then destiny happened so yeah, um I the last game i bought was luigi's, luigi's, luigi's mansion. mansion um and then i've just kind of been playing <laughs> and then one before that was probably judgment or yeah, control judgment back in june um, oh, okay. Well, you bought Control then. Yeah, Control I bought. Um, Outer Worlds, I'm on Game Pass. Uh, yeah. Call of Duty I bought. Fucking oh, shitty yeah. game. Anyway, this has been the Permadeath Podcast. <laughs> um, uh, thank, you for, thank you for listening, everybody, to episode 52 of the Permadeath Podcast. Um, <laughs> you can let us know what you think now that we're in our 50s. On our Twitter at Podcast. leave us a tweet. Um, uh, what are your favorite I moments? I did look this up, and now I, I cannot trust. What are your favorite so. moments from the first 50 years of the Permanent Podcast? <laughs> um, oh, wait. Like what, what episode is it, actually? 46. So, 46 anniversary. What's our anniversary today? Oh, yeah. Um, oh. What traditional <laughs> gift? Is it cake? Is it Toblerone? Because I've got that. Um, <laughs> oh, the modern anniversary gift idea is original poetry tributes. All right, roses are red. Leave us Violets some poems blue. in the comments. This was the Poma Death Podcast down and below. We like you, send me some poems. Maybe we'll read them on the next episode. Um, uh, the best poem. Poem. The best poem gets one of my humble monthly scraps. <laughs> <laughs> scraps. What a way to sell it. <laughs> I don't want this oh my game. God. You have it. There's a game I got from Humble Monthly um, called Kind Words. I wanted to bring this mm -hmm. game up really quick. Um, it totally slipped my mind, um, and it's not a scrap. I feel bad referring to the games that, like, the weird indie <laughs> games that, like, don't, nobody knows about as the scraps. Like, here, just take this code for, like, 
like Angel Cooks or something. I don't Lo-fi know. Lo-fi chill beats um, to write to. Yeah, 10 out of 10 so on Steam. This game is really interesting in that it connects to a server and um, you um, receive um, advice requests and just words of encouragement requests from random people, anonymous people. And they all get okay. they all get posted to a message board, like a thing, and and you can yeah. choose to respond to those. And when you do, you'll get like points or like stickers and stuff like that, and, and rewards. Um, huh. And you can play the game and choose just to respond to people, or you could play the game and you know put a, a request out there and request letters from people. You know, maybe you're going through something or whatever, and or or it might not even be anything serious. You know, you just you just have a job interview or something, and you could you maybe yeah. use the anonymous. Um, you know, oh, it's like an agony on type um, game. Then. Little boost, and um, it is uh, kind words. Kind words. <clears throat> Lo-fi chill beats to write to. Three pound ninety nine on Steam, or you can get the soundtrack for two pound and nine pence. It is um, something that I I actually think is very very powerful. I put I mm. I responded to some letters. Um, you'll never know what they think of your response. Um, but I think that's part of the charm of it is that like you know this mm. person might read this they they might read this and think wow that sucks or and I found myself putting a lot of effort into the stuff I was saying to people you have a limit um, how long you could write it um, um, the post is delivered by a deer yeah um, it's oh, the, the art's really charming yeah. um, but even the responses I got for the thing I put out there um, were like really like wow like you know like as much as like. I can get a lot of support from friends. It was really interesting reading this person who has no connection to me whatsoever um, put mm. the effort into writing these two paragraphs. And I was like, wow, this really neat game um, for maybe people who don't have someone to reach out to in, in ways that like helps them not have to try to maybe feel like they're a nuisance to somebody or whatever. They can go on here and, yeah. and get a pat in the back. And it's really um, neat idea. And I got it for free through monthly. It was a DRM free thing I got through whatever it was on Humble. Yeah. Um, and I saw someone talk about it on recent era and I'm like, Hey, you know what? I have that. I think, let me check it out. And, um, it's, it's really cool. Well, so, I'm installing it right now. I, I recommend on a, it. In a similar thing. I found an app that's, uh, trying to revive the pen pal era. Basically mm. you send, um, messages through the app and rather than it being like an instant message, it gets sent instantly. It takes as long as post would take to get there. Interesting. So, like, if I had a, you as a pen pal, for instance, it would take, like, 12 hours for my message to get to you. You reply to it, it takes 12 hours to get back oh. to me. And I was like, that's really cool. I'll do it for a bit. How'd and then go? no one no one, no <laughs> one, replied to any of my messages. So I, I gave up. It's, 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 exact, it's, it's lost in the like, post. It's exactly like my pen pal times. Yeah, true. Like, um. oh, as part of the Boy Scouts, you've got to have a pen pal. I'm like, okay, I've sent out 10 letters. None have come back. I I would have been your pen pal. Yeah. We don't need to do that though because I no. talk to you on a daily basis. But I would have been your pen pal before the well, days just, of just, MSN and just very fast post, yeah. instant post. I should actually boot kind words back up later, and uh, I kind of want to buy it. See if I've got anything. Let's else. all write a letter and see if we get each other's. It's a really <laughs> um, neat neat idea, and uh, yeah. And according to the Steam post, there's been 250,000 letters that have been sent through it. So yeah, um, yeah. that was just a month ago. Um, game's been out since September. Um, it needs four gig of RAM. That's wow, the review is overwhelmingly positive. Cool. I mean, there's nothing really bad you can yeah. say about this game um, and, and no. what it's trying to accomplish for people. Um, I think it's really great. Um, so, yeah, um, check that out, listeners. Um, it's cool. It's cheap. Mm. Um, yep. So, yeah, um, 
Thanks for the recommendation, Bill. Absolutely. I'm glad it I remember that. I'm glad we're up. talking about my scraps on Humble Monthly here. <laughs> um, I totally forgot about it. Um, so, yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Peppered Ham. Where are you all at? I know this is like the fucking nobody wants to keep saying the Twitter handles, but, you know. At Bizarre Jelly <laughs> 5. I ain't doing it. <laughs> And my Twitter is not. My Twitter has not been used <laughs> or a positive place lately. I do not want it. You can put all our links I, to our Twitters and socials in the in the description down below. Yeah, they're already. You, you can go and see the amazing Yakuza prints that Bill sent me. They're quite yeah. nice. I'm glad you like them. Yeah, they are very. I'm they're glad so that. Good. I'm glad they made it. That there. an alternative was found. I'm glad they made it there. Fucking conventions. Okay, I got an open request <laughs> to all you artists out there. Where's all the Fire Emblem arts? You son of a bitch. Please. Um, <laughs> that's I'll end this I honest wanna... to god the Bill spent the entire first day trying to find Fire Emblem I, I walked to that artist anything. alley what do I do so many goddamn times like shit shit I feel really bad now <laughs> shit where's I was so surprised that there was no three emblems oh, not three emblem stuff three houses <laughs> stuff because it's like that game was the game when it came out like yeah. fan art and like you know the, the people's attachment rate to the houses and their leaders and I'm like but they Man, just weren't printing it for it's some gonna reason. be Fire Emblem Three Houses prime time at this anime con because when Persona Five came out it was Persona Five prime time like people like drawing certain characters and I thought for sure Three Houses was stock was up uh, for fan art but uh, I guess I was fucking wrong. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of fan art. They just didn't print one. it for some reason. But there's still so realize. much persona at these uh, artist alleys. Still so much persona. I've bought all the persona. Stop bringing it. <laughs> they well, keep bringing really, it because really like you bought Yakuza it all. Print, so thank you. <laughs> but yeah, Yakuza stuff's rare to yeah. find at these artist alleys. Um, it's been getting increasingly more common, um, but it's still rare to find them, especially ones like that good. Um, you get some dumpy looking Kiryu's out there. So I don't mean to insult people, but you'll get some dumpy looking <laughs> Kiryu's out there. Um, Your artwork's dumpy. <laughs> <laughs> well, people go. Bill's an asshole. All right, this has been the Permanent Earth Podcast, episode 46. Uh, we'll see you in your see prints you in the history. In, 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 what you said. Bye. <laughs>